Comic Clan and welcome to episode 15 of the Comics and the Cross podcast, the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, as always, Cross, joined along with my partner in crime, Nitro. What's up, everybody? How are we all doing today? How are we all doing? Happy post-4th of July, or as we like to call it in the UK, Happy Treason Day. Uh, <laughs> everybody get your cookouts on. How are y'all doing? Are y'all having a good time? Do y'all have a good 4th of July celebration? Y'all get some grilling done? We grilled some uh, some brats because hot dogs are like not actual food. Hey, thank you so <laughs> much, you. Tommy, for the host. Like, they are not. They're over-processed, non-meat parts. They're over-processed, people... phenomenal goodness. <laughs> Little meat packages. I mean, come on. They're phenomenal. Little meat you just packet. can't think about what they are, actually. Yeah, as long as you don't think about the fact that they're not really food, then yeah, go ahead and eat them. <laughs> but thank you hopefully so much. Hopefully everybody's coming out of their food commas. Yeah, hopefully you all had a good time yesterday. You all enjoyed it. And not jealous at all that everyone was celebrating with fireworks while I had to work the evening shift last night. Ugh. So, hey, werewolf, how you doing, sir? What's up, man? Ooh, I'm liking those emotes. Take some notes of those emotes. I want to nick some of them. Right. they're pretty sweet werewolf thank you so much for coming and joining us bro yeah thank you thank you for everyone that's here with us and uh, we are of course today continuing with their hey thank you batman thank you so much for the host we really appreciate it brother and um, we are of course continuing with our and um, look at the early 2000 superhero movies i i have to be honest with something here i forgot how many superhero movies came out between 2000 and 2008 pre-mcu there's a ton of them this was going to be a three-part series, so this is totally throwing um, our schedule off because this is now going to be like a five-part series because I kept, I literally this week went, we can what movies are we doing this week? We can do stuff like The Fantastic Four, The Superman Returns. I went, oh my goodness, I forgot all about Daredevil and Elektra. Oh, yeah. I literally right. forgot they existed. <laughs> I was planning this. So, Who could forget the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Uh Werewolf saying, I made them good old Scottish saltire on my wolf face. It is really cool. I do love that. I love the yeah. I love the logo, by the way, the the blue wolf with like the, oh, white the flag cross with the saltire across its face. I love I it. it. I absolutely love it. Is that what the flag's it. called? Yeah, or it's called the saltire. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, or, I didn't know that. or St. Andrew's Cross, because it's based on um, Jesus' disciple Andrew, um, oh, who okay. was crucified on a cross that was like that, that was that sort of yeah, X. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's where it comes from. Dude, I had no clue. That's sweet. Um, so yeah, it's, I do love those emotes, man. They're sweet. Um, so yeah, so we're going to be expanding this to a five-part series. But it's not going to be as straightforward as a five-part series, like five weeks in a row. We're going to kind of be all over the place. Because we've got three weeks sorted, and then we have an yep. interview that we announced. And then following the interview, someone is taking some time off. I don't know who that would be. Someone's abandoning us for three weeks. So I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> At least there's a week in between the three weeks. There is. He's so off for, a week. Yeah, you're off for break. a week, and you come back, and then you leave for two more weeks. So Yeah. Bring back Batfleck. What are you going to do, man? Batman's saying bring back Batfleck. Like, if they lock him in properly, I'm all for that. Like, But I'm yeah. just, I think I got fed up of him being Batman during the whole, is he going to be in the Batman or not? Yeah, I was ready to move on. Talk. So like, when, that, when that was going on, I was like, just hire somebody else. He's not worth it if this, if this yeah. is going to go on. Because that went on for like a year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the upcoming weeks we do have five parts of this. We're going to be doing part three next week, but then we're going to be shifting it. We do have a special guest that's going to be on the show, and I'm going to drop a link for his stuff in the chat. If I can spell the menu right. 
uh, we are going to be speaking with Dr. Baron Bell, um, the creator of a comic called Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul, um, who's also bringing on his publisher, which we just found out like a couple of weeks ago, which is pretty cool, from um, Terminus Media, Mark Stansel, I think is how you say that. HBO Max have apparently seen it. Ooh. What? All right, we have to look into that. I've not heard that. Yeah, one. I, I gotta look into that. I would have like really they managed to get him back. Like, okay, that deserves a deep dive. That's gonna. I'm gonna look into that this week, and we'll talk about that next week a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Like that's a definite. Okay, yeah, I'd be interested if they got him back to see what they do with that. To- total side note, and I will get back to Dominion in just a second. But I was yeah. watching Mask of the Phantasm a bit this weekend. Oh yeah. Of and Batman animated series that is back like. That is Ben Affleck as Batman. That's the size and the brutality Batman that I like. Oh. I think you forget how good the animated series is till you watch it's something so like good. that. Which okay, side note, I'm gonna go back to Dominion in a sec. That is one of the bits I've got in our news for this week is that out of nowhere, Batman Mask of the Phantasm dropped on Netflix July first. Don't know how they got it because HBO Max <laughs> just started and they own like all the, the DC properties, so if you don't HBO doesn't know what they're doing. This, this, is true. this is true this is true so like if you want to watch some good old fashioned Batman and don't have HBO Max go over to Netflix your Netflix account right now watch Mask of the Phantasm yeah it's just as good as you remember even if you've hey Matt how's it going man Matt's Geek Corner shout out man I'm going to give a shout out to him and see if this new okay we've got a new chat bot so I'm about to test if this actually works Corner Hey, it works. So shout out to Matt's Geek Corner, nice. a good friend of ours who um, plays a lot of kind of retro games. He's been playing some different stuff from the older consoles. Um, so go ahead and check him out and give him some love as well. Um, he's as geeky as the rest of us. Hey, Bursted, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, bro? Can I give a shout out to Bursted as well? Another friend that I have made in the last few weeks. He is actually one of the, the Mixer refugees. Who... Well, hello, Infinity Bros. How do you do? I was going to say, they're getting a bit formal. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Shout out to Bursted for Days as well. He's actually a Mixer refugee who came over to Twitch with the whole shutting down of Mixer crap that's happened. Go over and show him some love. He's an absolutely cool guy. So there's a couple of shout outs for you this week. Go and show um, Matt's Ge- Geek Corner and um, Bursted for Days some love. Absolutely phenomenal guys. Um, okay, before I get any other stuff, uh, is it all sidetracking me this week? I'm going to get back to Dominion in a sec. So in case you haven't noticed, we do have a new chatbot. Everybody say hello to Skeets. Hey, Skeets. He was going to be called Jarvis after Iron Man, but to have like a, a chatbot through Streamlabs, you have to create an account for it on Twitch. See, so trying to find a comic book robot that has not already been taken. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I love how everyone's yelling skeet and the auto mod is like flagging it thinking it's a swear word <laughs> that is phenomenal oh it's a it's, fantastic um, so yeah skeets I literally had to put bot at the end of it to get it to pick up skeets and change the S to a Z just because it literally every like bot I could think of could I get Jarvis, uh, could I get Ultron could I think, no nothing Oh, great. Danny Elfman theme is awesome too, absolutely. Okay, wow, I'm not used to the chat flowing this quickly, guys. You're yeah, this is good. Danny, this is doing good, well, man. having a bit of a Robocop marathon. Ooh, first myself by watching the bad versions as well. I'm assuming that also means Robocop 3 and the remake then, Matt? Um, if okay. I didn't actually mind the remake. Okay, and moving on. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it was good, I said I didn't <laughs> mind it. That's a difference. There is a difference. 
Uh, oh, lovely some Robocop 1 and 2, National Treasures, yes they are. Mm. Skeets, and hello Skeets. Hey Skeets, hey Skeets. Yeah, everyone's giving shout-outs to Skeets, awesome. Three's an abomination. I will say one thing about Robocop 3. I loved it as a kid. I watched Robocop 3 when I was younger than I probably should have been watching Robocop movies. And I absolutely adored it. Like, I thought Robocop with a jetpack was like the coolest thing ever when I was younger. I'll be straight up. I don't even remember Robocop 3. I remember 1 and 2 and the remake. Nothing, nothing like it. happens in the third one of uh, any like, worthwhile note. I just remember Robocop with a jetpack and thinking that was like, the coolest <laughs> thing ever. And so That's I'd... like making a Jason movie where he goes into space. I mean, you just gotta up the ante. Some, but that's the thing. I will say this as well. Like, I even love movies like that because, like, they're so over the top ridiculous <laughs> that you can't help but kind of enjoy the ridiculousness of it. Oh, bursted! No, no, it wasn't. This is a Robocop remake. Was bursted? Good. I got your back, man. No, that, well, I don't know if it was good. I didn't mind it. I'll put it that way. I, I like I will their, get, their take. I like their updated take on the look and the technology and all that stuff. I, I like that stuff. I like. I think it. I think the script heavily was an issue for it. Um, but like it, I think it had potential. It's just a shame it went the route it did. All right, I'm doing like news for yeah, this week. Yeah, we're, we're like way we're like off. so far off course this week. <laughs> wow! But thank you so much for all the chat, guys. Like, Thanks a lot, chat. I'm just joking. Okay, I'm Please throwing this back in the chat because I don't even know how far back I wrote Dominion. Um, so yeah, in two weeks' time we have um, Dr. Baron Bell along with his publisher Mark Stansel. I believe that's how you say it. Coming on the show to talk about um, to talk about Dominion, Fall of the House of Saul. Um, this is actually a take on the biblical account of um, King Saul of Israel and his rise to power and his fall, but it's been turned into an anthropomorphic space-fading adventure, and it actually the art is freaking amazing. Like, the art is fantastic. The art is so good. So click on that, the Terminus Media link I put in there. That's a pre-order thing to go and get a copy of it, but he's also got a bunch of information on it, a bunch of um, artwork on it. Follow him on social media, on Twitter and Instagram to see all the artwork for him in Dominion Comic. It's just, oh, it's so good. The art is so good. The story looks so amazing. And this is going to be the, apparently, he's looking to do more following this, which would be phenomenal. That's um, awesome. So this actually drops on August 17th. So we're bringing him on the show about a month prior to talk about it, to go into why he's creating the comic, how he came up with the idea of doing it this way. And he describes it essentially as Star Wars meets Narnia. Which I love, fantastic. which I love Star Wars. I love the Chronicles of Narnia. So like, I'm all for it. Personally, that sounds phenomenal to me. It yeah. reminds me a bit, like the art reminds me a bit of Hickman's Avengers. Um, yeah, like it, that I, that I, I style, that. like yeah, yeah. I, I can really see like that. it. Really cool. Um, all right, so also not a bit of housekeeping. We do have our sponsor, um, so let me see if this works because I'm still trying out this new bot. So Skeets, can you put up the link for our sponsor, please? Thank you, sir. Nice. Look so, at that. Skeets is definitely an addition to the to the team here. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so that is a link to our amazing sponsors, Gamer Grind Co. The number one coffee for gamers. Hashtag on that grind. You can click on that link and get yourself some phenomenal coffee. I am drinking the campaign coffee right now. I will still say Headshot is still my favourite. It's that nice blend of it's not too dark and bitter, but mm. it's got enough of a strong oomph to it. But I'm really enjoying the campaign as well. This is probably a good close second. Nice. Yeah. And then don't forget as well to use Comics in the Cross in that checkout so that you can save 5% on it. And you know what? Save 5%. Go and, sit, go and buy yourself a Comics in the, cof, in the Cross mug as well. You know, why not? You, why you, not? You, you need a good right? mug to drink it out of, so go ahead. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Um, also, to throw out there, if you want to support us on our Patreon, we also have a Patreon available. You can click on that link right there. 
and you can support us for as low as two dollars a month i've said it before if you're not able to support us it doesn't affect what we can do on the channel well it affects what we can do in the channel it doesn't affect us doing the show yeah, we're going to be here regardless, but if we get financed to war stuff, it obviously helps us to do more in the channel, get better equipment, get new stuff to review, yada yada yada, you know how it works. Um, mm -hmm. Also as well, if you want to represent your um, Comic Clan pride, that you are part of the Comic Clan, you can also head over to our Teespring store, um, click on that link and you can purchase a few items, you can purchase a t-shirt, a hoodie, you can Some leggings, leggings, Nitro's favourite item. Also as well, we do have a new item on the store because I did have someone, um, a member of the Comic Clan, who was saying he wanted to purchase it. We now have kids t-shirts and um, baby baby onesies with the Comics nice. and the Cross logo because we had, I had a friend who was saying he wanted to buy t-shirts for, two adult t-shirts but wanted to get one for his kid as well and I realised we don't have kid shirts. So that's you awesome. can now get them for your kid and your baby which I will be purchasing one for my new baby that's on the way. He, he or she will be repping Comics and the Cross. Um, so yeah, so I think that's kind of us. Um, but yeah, in the next few weeks, Nitro's going to be taking some time off for stuff that was already planned way back before we even launched Comics and the Cross in March. Um, I am in the process of looking to see if we can get some guest hosts to come in and help hang out with you guys. Um, we don't have any confirmations yet, so I'm not going to say anything specific. Um, but once we hear back, then I'll let you know. If not, then you get to see my lovely face for a few weeks, just me. Aww. All the time to myself, just stuck with me. <laughs> You gotta make sure you zoom in really close if it's just you. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get. I pull up the solo camera right now, but like the systems look really weird because I'm using the camera through Discord for the video. I like yeah. literally won't pull up the solo camera on this for some reason. Like I, I don't know why the systems like logged itself that way, but like yeah. You need to get one of those ring lights and put it like right in front of your face and then zoom way in. Well, that's what so I'm doing. I'm gonna buy these fancy lights over here <laughs> and all this stuff and get this nice glow around me. And you need to lower your voice and get close to the mic. Hello. Get in. Well, we're doing some Scottish ASMR this week. That, thank that, you, thank you. For is that what we're going that. for? We're going to do some ASMR. <laughs> Dude, that stuff is so annoying. I'm sorry if anybody likes that. <laughs> we could still be friends. There we go. Skeetbot's also doing his job by doing some of the timer stuff. I love this new chatbot. Alright, awesome. so I have rambled enough about the stuff that's going on. I have pitched everything that we've got going on. So let us jump into some news. There is nothing massively big for this week mm -hmm. um, I do have a couple of things I did want to talk about though some of these are amazing so I don't know if you've seen I did post it on social media so it is the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future mm. so they decided to do a team up with um, Transformers dude I saw the to covers bring, to bring a Transformer a Transformer toy of a transforming DeLorean called Gigawatt a time travelling Autobot went up for pre-order on Walmart and sold out in seconds. Holy mother. Like, it was gone. I went to look for it, like, the next day, and it was gone. And it's like, apparently, like, there was reports, like, Walmart have grossly underestimated how many people were going to want this, and it well, sold out like that. I think they did some, like, comic covers, unless I'm mistaken. I saw some art pieces, Yeah, I don't, think they but... were, I don't think they were specifically for comics uh, or okay. anything, but I think it was artwork to, like, show them off. So it was, like, Gigawatt Transformed standing next to the DeLorean. He was, like, stepping out of the DeLorean, yeah, like, Yeah, you, know you know that classic yeah, yeah. Marty one where the doors open and the lights coming out and he's looking at his watch? Yeah. And then it was one of him standing with Doc and Marty looking up at him. And the artwork was sweet. Like, I'm, like, he, yeah. looked, he looked so cool. I'm, like, I'd, I want a comic crossover now. Like, I'd happily read that. Dude, I would totally read that. Um... 
Uh, love Back to the Future. Can watch it every day. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell me my favorite movie probably of all time. One of my favorites really? at least. I absolutely adore Back to the Future. I love those movies, and it's like. And when I say I love Back to the Future, the movie, I mean the three of them, because it's because oh, like, okay. it's it's one story. If I have mm. to pick a favorite, I love the second one because I love the. I love the futuristic stuff in it. I love the fact yes. of like there's a story of going forward and then they have to go back and change stuff. And I love all of that jumping forward. But yeah. like, I adore the Back to the Future movies. I they're yeah. my some of my favorite movies of all time, if not my ultimate favorite. I Super love, nostalgic. Yeah, I love me. them. Did Walmart stop carrying okay. Funko Pops? I don't know. No, I'm oh. not aware of because like I still think Walmart. I think they does, have some. They do like exclusives and stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I know they have some. I don't. I just don't think the uh, the section yeah. is that big. I don't know, Burst, I need to look into that. Like, I've, I've not... I don't think they carry a massive amount if they do. Like, you're better off going to somewhere, like, I think, like, GameStop or Target or something. GameStop, definitely, yeah. GameStop carries some, and Target's got, like, a crap ton now. They've got, like, a wall mm -hmm. of Funkos now up the back of the store. It's insane. And Tommy's saying, yeah, the story was so great. Like, yeah, I, I love the Back to the Future story. I, I was a Transformers kid as well. So seeing the massive crossover, like, happening for this, I mm -hmm. freaking wanted that, and... Yeah. Did not stand a chance. I didn't know when it went in sale, and within seconds it was gone. That's nuts. And Tommy says, Back to the Future 2 is my fave too. Yeah. And then Matt, they moved the Funko stuff and to the movie section since they want to copy Target. Yeah. It makes sense because if you're going to the movie section, that's where you're going to find a lot of the stuff is like relating to what's in the movies. I remember the store next to where I used to live took the Funko out for some reason. That's weird because you think they would up it because like most places are getting more Funkos because people are getting crazy for them. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, moving on. Uh huh. You want, you want to tell them all about the new Funko you bought this week? No, no, you don't. You don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll tell them. Shoot, I don't give a rip. All right, so <laughs> I'm collecting Spider-Man Funkos because I have to limit myself to a, a category, or I know I'm a collector at heart, and I'll just go nuts. <laughs> So outside of a couple of Dragon Ball Z ones, well, it's a good thing. They, it's a good thing they barely have any Spider-Man Funkos in. It's a good thing that's <laughs> outside, not something know, they right? have a lot of. Outside of a couple of Dragon Ball Z ones and <laughs> a Jim Halpert one that I got as a gift, and a Thanos one that I got as a gift, and a Wolverine one that I got as a gift. Outside of those, all of them are Spider-Man. Outside of those five or six other pops that you've got that are nothing to do with Spider-Man, I've been trying to collect the Sinister <laughs> Six, like the OG Sinister Six. I just ordered the vulture which i'm super excited about and yeah. he's just gonna sit on my shelf so, there we go yeah i have a funko problem i had to stop collecting them masky corner i wish i could have a funko problem i don't have the money to buy funko pops i literally you can't even see because of my work computer and let me see if i can i've got like a little shelf at the end of my shelf there that's got like funkos on it and i've got a few others that are like, over there but like, that's that oh don't break the work computer don't, <laughs> don't break that that is not me um, same nitrogen B. I haven't started because I know I'd go nuts. I have a Doctor Ian Malcolm one, and that I was nice. getting as a gift. Is he laying down with his shirt open? <laughs> yes, that is the one. Yes, it is. I remember you showing really? us that Isaac. I oh, remember man, you awesome. showing that out. I'm like, I want that one so much. That's, that's the one awesome. to have though. If you're gonna have, uh, if you're gonna have him, you gotta have that oh, one. Yeah. yeah. I think I've barely bought any Funko Pops myself. I think literally the only Funkos I've got are gifts. And Matt's got that one as well, he says. And if nice. I was like, it's great. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I'm like, the fact Funko that they... Bros. See, I love the fact that they don't take themselves seriously in Funko. And they're like, yeah. you know what? That's going to be a Funko Pop. And I'm like, of course it is. Why not? Like um, like Avatar, the show. That, yeah. They have a, that cabbage cart dude. Because he's like in like every single episode. I love the fact that they've got that one. <laughs> you know what I do? I kind of want to get, though. I'll be completely honest. Like in Target, they've got Pokemon. 
but it's like the mm. 12 inch pops so it's like a life-size pokemon almost and i kind of want to get one just because it's practically life-size same as like yeah. the child from the mandalorian like the yeah, giant one is like that's almost like life-size I saw an 18 inch Batman one this past weekend. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, come on, man. Like, and who doesn't, in who his, doesn't want that? Yeah, Bursted's in as well. It's like, I also have a bunch of Spider Man pops. If you're a geek, you've got pops. It's just one of yeah. those things you're going to have pops in your shelf. I, I honestly, I think the pops are like a way for like collecting statues without having to spend as much money. Like, because I've got some cool statues and I would love to get more. But, like, yeah, but I mean, they all cost like so much. Well, back like, in the day, like when Todd McFarlane started coming out with those spawn statues, I had a ton of them. But then that's when they were like twenty bucks, and then they started getting like super expensive. And I was like, I am not dropping a hundred dollars on one statue. It's just no, not gonna. Happen. I don't have the money for. I wish I had the money for that, but no. Yeah. All right, let's jump on then for off of figures <laughs> and back to the future. I am so excited for this. Comic yeah. books are back in stores, and this week we are getting Deceased Dead Planet releases this week. The series, the follow up to Tom Taylor's phenomenal DC storyline. If you have not read Deceased, basically. DC Zombies. Mm, story it. is. I have not read it. It's freaking amazing. I love yeah. it. I love the story so much. And um, if you head over to Comicsology or wherever you get digital comics, he also released a bunch of um, stories that are linked to the DC universe that are just like in between stories that are all digital only. But this is like the proper sequel to it. So, like, literally one day in this, I want to do like a Marvel Zombies versus DC Zombies. Uh-oh. like talk about it and like go into that but like that's dropping this week i just want to give a personal shout out for that okay. if you have not read any tom taylor's writing then you need to go and read some tom taylor stuff he's an australian writer writes mostly for dc the now he's written a bunch of stuff for marvel he also does tv shows he writes his own stuff the guy's just phenomenal i've not read something or heard of a story of his i have not enjoyed so massive shout out to tom taylor he's such a cool dude as well Go. Infinity Bros say have have you have you read Marvel Zombies and how is deceased in comparison? I have not read either. I've so. read I've read Marvel Zombies and I've watched like catch up videos for like the later's like the sequels. Marvel Zombies is interesting. It's an interesting take on it. It comes from Robert um what's his face Kirkman that does The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. So it's got a very specific feel to it. I personally prefer Deceased. Because Marvel Zombies is literally a bunch of zombies, and the later ones, they all get, like, five of them get, like, the power cosmic and stuff. They destroy Earth and go, like, to devour other planets and all this. And you get, like, crossovers with the Midnight Suns trying to kill them all because they're supernatural. And it, it gets backwrapped crazy. And, <laughs> and, and it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of fun, a series. Go into it not taking it too lightheartedly. Uh, don't take it serious. Take it lighthearted, sorry, and just enjoy. But, like, personally, I prefer Deceased. Because Tom Taylor goes out the bat, like, literally, and I don't think this is a major spoiler because it happens in the first issue. They've got the zombie Batman on the front cover. Batman's dead within the first issue. Dang. And when I mean dead, I mean he turns into a zombie and he is killed, he is put down. Dang. Um, and it's, like, it's so cool just to see the story and the way it develops and to see the characters turning and it's like it has this big somber ending to it, which I'm interested to see how they continue. And then even the continuations of it, like the first big continuation, um, it's basically because we focus on the heroes, so it's like the supervillains, the supervillains come together and like, what did they do during this time? Oh, yeah. And then you've got like Jason Todd, Commissioner Gordon, and um, Cassandra Cain's Batgirl in Gotham. Like, well, what happened to them when the other, when the heroes all disappeared out of Gotham? And I'm like, he was just kind of left there. I have not read the International Iron Man either. comics. Burst, um, I've heard some great stuff about it because it's very much a 
taking Tony Stark and going into his past and looking into his parents because his parents turn out not to be his parents and he's like he goes on a hunt for them to find who his real parents are and stuff. I've heard good stuff about it. I've not read it personally. I'm not a massive reader of the Iron Man comics. I, I yeah, never really neither. have been. It's like it's one of those things. Like I love the movies, but I just I've never got into his comics. Same with Captain America. Like I love the movies, but the comics have just never really gripped me. Yep. Um, but I've heard great stuff. If you want to check it out, I've heard nothing but great stuff. This has been coming from someone that's not a massive reader of Iron Man. Um, it's so good, more like a James Bond. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard it's more like an international man of mystery type of story. It's like I've heard some great stuff about it. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to shout out DC. So if you've not read Tom Taylor, go give him a read. Go check out his stuff. He's phenomenal. Um, my next bit of news we already mentioned: Batman: Curse of the Phantasm is on Netflix. Once you're finished listening to us, go watch it. Put it put it on your list right now. Go watch it later. Yeah. It's it's worth seeing again, even if you know like within the first if you've never seen it before in the first five minutes, you'll know who the Phantasm is. <laughs> it's, you watch it and you're like, oh yeah. That makes, I know that is. That makes sense. No, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give any spoilers in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. It's worth checking out, but I'm like, yeah. I haven't finished watching it. I watched it way back, obviously, when it first came out, but I haven't finished it rewatching it currently. And I honestly, I forgot who it is. So don't spoil it for me. It's. <laughs> <laughs> you can text me. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. All right. Um, also, as well, I want to give a shout out for um, to Power Rangers. Grew up watching Power Rangers. This week, they celebrated the 25th anniversary of the release of the Power Rangers movie in the cinema. Wow. Totally remember that. Which I'm like... That was a big deal, man. That was, that was a huge, huge deal. I think that's the thing. See, the way Power Rangers are seen now and like by today's crowd, I don't think people will fully understand just how big Power Rangers of the movie was coming to the cinema. I was Power Rangers crazy. Like, that was my jam when I was a kid. I was all about Power Rangers. And then going to the movie, having a massive movie, I was all about that. And it's like, and it, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like when they did Turbo a Power Rangers movie where it was basically just a feature length episode. They had full mm-hmm. production on this. They had actual proper costumes made up for it. They had yeah. CGI, which this was like, you know, the nineties. You didn't do CGI. They had like CGI Megazords and monsters, and it was and crap. their mouths actually matched what they were saying. Yeah, like the, mouse the actually, villains. The mouse matched the villains, you know, and it's like, you know, they took the helmets off and it was actually them. You know, they yeah. were in the fight scenes. Even if the fight scenes were ridiculous, I always remember like what was it—the five-minute backflip in the opening fight scene, where like they were like two or three of them just started following each other, backflipping through the villains. So no I remember. Reason. So I remember when the movie came out. So I was—I'm 37 now. So 25 years ago, I was 12. So I was just almost kind of growing out of the Power Ranger phase because I had grown up with the TV show. Mm. And I had a friend who was like two or three years older than me, my be- one of my best friends, who was like getting hardcore into music and hip hop and stuff, and he would relentlessly make fun of me for liking Power Rangers. And I, I desperately wanted him to go to the movie theaters with me, uh, but he, he wouldn't. But so I went, I think I went with my mom, so that was fun. But yeah, yeah. dude, I totally remember that movie. That yeah, I, I love it. it. It's so campy, it's so over the top, it's so ridiculous, but I would happily go back and watch it in a heartbeat. I'm a Power Rangers guy, like one of my greatest moments of my geek career is I don't know if you can see it in the shelf there like right there that's a it's not a Funko Pop it's like a Japanese vinyl thing I can't remember the name of it but it's the White Ranger and I actually met Jason nice. David Frank the original Green and White Ranger and had him sign it like that's I've awesome. got a, I've got a picture of me standing next to Jason David Frank like that's one of my happiest geek moments ever was getting to meet the Green Ranger like, 
<laughs> like, I was just freaking out so much. Such a cool dude as well. Bursted and... for days said, what did you guys think of the most recently recent Power Rangers movie? I didn't mind it. I, I thought honestly, it was... I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I like. I, I will give them credit for trying to go a different direction with it. Yeah. And trying to revamp it and do something different because, like, it was you. You can't redo what the the kids show did. You have to do something different. Yeah, and I, I, I appreciated what they were trying to do. I don't get me wrong. I I wasn't impressed with certain stuff. Like, I I didn't think the Megazord was that. No. It, it looked crap. But like, you could have done yeah. so much a better design with that. I hated Goldar. He was just a big oh golden gosh, thing, and I'm like, awful. I don't he mind him. Awful. I don't mind him being made of gold. Just actually design him. Elizabeth Banks, as I forgot her name. Oh, Rita. Was, I think oh, it was awful. I thought it was awful. I thought she you was. Oh, I thought she was all right. I thought she was. I thought she did a decent job with it. Um, Brian Cranston as Zordon was a nice touch because Brian Cranston, for people that don't know, was a voice of a lot of the monsters in the Power Rangers show before he became a I big I like the name. way that they did it, too, like with the moving blocks. Like it was like one of those like pin it. things you used to put your hand yeah, into and stuff like that. that was so cool. I would definitely be okay with the sequel. I feel like, I, I I feel want like to see when people it. remake stuff, they, they over-engineer some things, and I think they might have over-engineered, like, like you were saying, Cross, like the, the Megazord, I think, and their, I think their outfits were like way too much. Yeah, I think I want they to can see tone them, those down just a tad. I want to see them pull everything back, and I want to see them kind of. Yeah. I want, I'd love to see what they've done with a sequel. And I've got to admit, they, they hinted in the the end credits at Tommy and at the Green Ranger, and I yeah. would love to see what they would do with a Green with Evil. Agreed. And um, storyline and like because that was like one of the most epic things ever. So like, I'd love to see what they would do with that. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Um, so throwing after Tommy says, "Yeah, I remember to rush home from school and watch Power Rangers." Yeah, man. I absolutely mm -hmm. loved it. Um, absolutely that, loved the Batman new Power Rangers movie too. Yeah, it's like I'd be okay with a sequel. Yeah, and it's like I thought it was pretty cool from the Infinity Bros. Max is a huge Power Rangers guy and he loved it. Yeah, like mm -hmm. that's the thing. I didn't think it was too bad. I, th I liked some of the casting for it. I liked. Um, I can never say his name. Dacrim Montgomery, the guy that's in Stranger Things. Um, I think he played the Red oh, Ranger. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was great. I thought he did a great job. I, th I love Naomi Scott. I think she's a great actress. Was perfect for Kimberly. And I think the guy who played the Blue Ranger, I thought that was awesome. I, I loved, loved him, that. and I loved the, yeah. the playing of him as kind of OCD and autistic. Yeah. as an interesting take it. on. I loved that take. I wanted to see um, the guy that played Zach. I wanted to see a bit more of him. I don't think his character got built up enough. I felt like there was a mm. cool background to him we could have got a bit more yeah. of. And the same with um, Trini, the Yellow Ranger. Um, I don't know if that's their names in the movie or if they changed them. I've literally forgot what they named the actual characters in it. I'm just assuming it's the same for the original show and using them. Um, yeah, but the black, and, the yeah. black and the yellow ranger, I think they could have built a little more with them. Like I, I, I found myself watching it and not really catching their characters as much. But I wanted to. I wanted to know a bit more. Yeah. Uh, so the things were overdone a little bit. Um, the tone was put down the perfect product yeah I, was like, I think if, I think this was a feeling out movie and I think if they got the chance to tone it back a bit and refine the story for the next one it could be something good but, side note I, I don't know if anybody well never mind I'm thinking of something different never mind forget I just said that move on uh, I saw something that reminded me of Beast Wars they're going to make a Beast Wars movie but that's totally separate subject Sorry. it's a separate thing but I'm all up for that I was, I was Dude, a big I'm Beast Wars all kid. about that alright and the last big announcement totally shocked i'm going to try and pull this picture up across our faces and cover up our lovely faces as well what because i'm kind of in shock that this is a thing that is the wrong picture there it is there it is there it is ah. okay so these images were dropped this week and an amazing announcement of 
Dark Horse are no longer going to be producing Predator and Alien comics, but it's actually going over to Marvel. And they're actually going to be producing Predator and Alien comics. Um, so that's now going over to Marvel. So they're going to be doing Predator, Alien, and Predator versus Alien comics. All right. Which is like, okay, that's cool. Marvel could do stuff with that property. It's this one here that grabs is my that attention. Tony Stark's spine. <laughs> that is the Predator holding the Iron Man mask with possibly a spine coming out of it on it top looks like of a spine. the Avengers building. That's yeah. the image that caught my attention because it's like. Will we see them becoming part of the Marvel Universe or at least a crossover with the Marvel heroes? Which they've done before. They've crossed over with stories before. At least with the DC characters they've done stuff. I don't know if they've done Marvel. I know they've crossed over with like Batman, Superman, Green Lantern and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, right, that, that is dark. I'm like, yeah, it's a dark story. And I'm like, but I'm like, could we see Predator and the Xenomorphs come into the Marvel Universe at least for a crossover? I'm like, I'd be interested to see what you do with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, 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 don't give me. I don't know. Predators are cool. I don't. I don't. I'm just not a huge fan of those types of crossovers. Like when you're crossing don't over into different like places, <laughs> the same. You're crossing over <laughs> into different series, like different, like I don't know how to describe it. Like Spider-Man crossing over into another character's thing. I, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of the alien predator thing crossing over into actual Marvel universe. I don't know. It, it could, could be, be sweet, a, though. It could be a sort of standalone thing, though, because um, yeah, yeah. and some of the other stuff, like I know, especially like when Green Lantern crossed over with um, with aliens, mm-hmm. like it was its own universe. It wasn't like someone jumped universes. It's like they basically created oh, a new universe where they were just an alien species that were out there and they just came across them. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of a separate world, but it's kind of like oh, it could be either of them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm intrigued to see what they would do with it. I'd love to see it. I love crossovers for the Infinity Bros. The interesting thing I find for it is like that would be um, bursted. I already suffered enough with Endgame when he died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you if you didn't like Endgame, like that would be the end. Like Predator ripping okay. Tony's spine out. And like... All right, Infinity Bros. So that is one crossover that I am interested in, in reading about is the Batman TM, TMNT uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. Yeah. See, that's the thing I find interesting about this with Marvel getting it. Although it be Marvel, it's still a crossover, and Marvel has not done crossovers in forever. Yeah. Like DC's been doing crossovers, but Marvel hasn't. Mm-hmm. They've not been touching them. So didn't Marvel do like a Transformers GI Joe one at one point? Yeah, they done. But that was like years ago. That was like decades yeah, yeah, that ago. That was way back. And that cross was awesome and hilarious. Yeah, the Batman TMT stuff is awesome. That's that's why we got like two sequels to it. Mm. Um, three if you count the animated show like crossover thing that they did mm-hmm. in the comics. Hey, what's up, Bat? Thanks for joining me. Hey, Bat, glad you take it live for a little while. Yeah, not seeing you in here for a while, Bat, for a live show. Glad you could make it, man. Um, but yeah, that's that I think would be interesting to see what they do. I mean, it's a big deal them going there, but it makes sense, you know. It's kind of like when uh, like Dark Horse used to produce Star Wars comics, and then like mm-hmm. obviously Disney brought Star Wars, so it makes sense for Marvel to be producing it. So now that they own Fox, it makes sense that Dark Horse doesn't do the, the Predator Alien comics anymore, and it does go to Marvel. So I'm intrigued yeah. to see what they do with it. But that Predator image, like the Alien image, the Xenomorph could be anything. That could be it yeah. anywhere. But yeah. like the Predator one is 100% a thing of like this is either a big image to grab attention that they're coming to Marvel or it's hinting at a crossover of some sort. He just murdered Tony Stark. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Infinity Bros. Marvel's gotten a bit of a god complex since the MCU's taken off, so they haven't done much small scale stuff. 
it'll be cool to see them get back in the crossovers. Mm. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like they've gotten a bit of a god complex, but the, the thing is, their comics aren't selling that much more. That they should have a god complex. Like the movies are a separate thing almost. Yeah. Um, it's like whereas like DC's been like, yeah, let's crossover with everybody. Yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll cross over with that. We'll do this. You want to see the Justice League meet the Power Rangers? Yeah, you want to see Batman team up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Why not? Sure. Green like Green Lantern. You want them to cross over with Planet of the Apes? Why not? Why not? And I kid you not, all these crossovers exist and many more. Injustice Universe versus He Man, Masters of the Universe is a thing. It's like, it's like, do we have any spare multiverses? Oh, we do. Yeah, let's just do that one then. DC's just throwing stuff out, <laughs> and I'm like, and it's like Marvel. Are you afraid of printing money? Because people will read them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they maybe, won't. Maybe we could see an awesome Alien versus Predator movie. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be all up for that. Anything's better than Alien versus Predator for Requiem anyway. <laughs> hey, that's a really cool Alien Predator. Here's a close-up of its face. For the <laughs> whole movie. <laughs> we I... have no idea what the rest of him looks like. It's like, that's cool you've got Predators and Aliens fighting. I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see them actually fighting and not like a close up and like what's happening? No idea. <laughs> like, uh, that's you know. Disney, you want to make something good, here's your chance. Yeah. Make a good alien versus predator movie and stop Ridley Scott doing whatever he's doing. See, I was excited for the new uh, alien movies. I, I just, I just, I, I just feel like they're weird. <laughs> that right there. That's why Ridley Scott needs to be stopped. Like that's, they're just, they're just, they're just, they're just, just. I mean, I love the aesthetic, and I, you know, I love the, I love everything about them, like visually. It's just like they're just weird. Oh, I need to see that now, busted. I need to see Predator in an Iron Man Ooh, suit. Dude, that. I need to see sweet. a Predator Iron Man suit now. That's something that has to happen now. I will, I will not rest until that happens now. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. Oh, that would be so cool. That's funny. All right. So that's kind of the end of the news that I've got. I don't really have anything else unless you've got anything to throw in. Nope. Nothing else. Um, nothing else for me. So, yeah, we've thrown in some plugs. Let me do some plugging before we hit the main issues today. If you want to catch up on any stuff, like part one of the series talking about the early 2000s, superhero movies, or any of our other previous stuff, you can find it here on our YouTube channel. Go over there, check out our previous playlists, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. Um, and if you want to continue the conversation afterwards, you can also hit us up on Discord and join the conversation there. Although I'll be honest, it's mostly going to be Nitro you're talking to. I kind of suck at that stuff. And then also hit us up on our social media pages there. If you work mostly on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, we have pages on all of those. You know, for the few of you that actually use Facebook, but Twitter and Instagram we're fairly active on. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. I say we jump straight into our topic for today now. We're at a good point Let's to kind do of do it. That. We are continuing part two of our talking about the 2000 superhero movies. Today, we had to split these again because, like, literally, we thought we're going to do Spider Man as a series, X Men as a series, Batman and the Christopher Nolan movies as a series. And I thought we can do another one to throw in all the extras, and I forgot how many extras there were. There were so freaking many. Yeah. Like, all, all one-offs. Like, all these one-offs. So, today we're going to be talking about the Fantastic Four movies. So, that's Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but saying I had a great alien backstory that I had made up in my mind. 
when Prometheus came out and ruined the alien backstory to the point I didn't even care where they came from. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I like. Do you know what makes it? Do you know what makes a monster really scary in a horror movie? Just explain telling us every bit of their backstory of how they became that monster. I mean, isn't the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre film Leatherface, where they tell you how he became Leatherface? Because it makes him much more scary. I like. Yeah, you know, like that. That's like, you. You know what the you know what Jason film they haven't made yet that they totally should. How he became what? this masked murderer. <laughs> How did Freddy Krueger become who he is? Oh, we need a whole movie dedicated to that. We don't just need ten minutes of backstory. Let's make a movie to it. No, no. I like it, it, Alien did not need it at all. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think no one really cared where the aliens came from, to be fair. Or, yeah, bursted. I know where the aliens came from. They came out of the eggs that they found on the ship that latched onto <laughs> people and start, and created a xenomorph. Yeah. That's where they came from. That's all I need to know. You know, all I need to know is that John Hurt was impregnated with an alien and it burst out his chest. That's... I don't need more backstory than that. That's fine. Correct. That's, that's absolutely all I need. But yeah, so we're going to kick off. I'm thinking kicking off with the Fantastic Four movies. Yep, that works. So we're going to jump into the first Fantastic Four movie, which came out in about 2005, if I've got that correct. So you're talking like three years prior um, to MCU being in when, you know, everyone was still trying to get on the superhero bandwagon. You know, we had the X-Men movies had launched, Spider-Man, which we talked about last week, it came out. Fun fact. One of the actors that was the Generals in one of the Fantastic Four movies was actually going to be Nick Fury. But since Marvel had already got the wheels in motion for the MCU, they were like, no, you're not going to use them. So. Oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that would have been interesting to see. I think, I'm assuming it's probably the General from Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yep. Yeah, that's the Yeah, guy. they did in that one. But like, she's a cool actor. I do like him. I don't know his name off the top of the hand, but like I've seen him in a few things. I, I don't know either. Uh, but I say, I hope Disney do the Fantastic Four some justice. Sony didn't that's, do it yeah. for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it was Fox that had them, and literally, it was crap. Like, it's like it's that's one. Cool. That's one of the big things for this movie. Like the first Fantastic Four. Like, I was excited when this came out because like I was a fan of the Fantastic Four cartoon when I was a kid. And they had a cartoon out in the nineties, and like I was a fan of it. I liked the team of four. I loved them. I was a big fan of Johnny Storm because every kid is until you grow up and realize he's annoying twat. And <laughs> the thing is awesome. Ben Graham, it's like reading about Red, uh, reading Sue, and the whole family dynamic of it. It's so cool. And I mean, let, let me set the stage for this. If you don't know the comics at all, this is the the superhero team. This is the family that launched modern Marvel comics. Mm -hmm. this is the, this was Stan Lee's last shot at making a comic he was literally about to quit comic books hey Joe Sanchez uh, just missed us talking about the news bro we're just getting into talking about the Fantastic Four movies um, but like literally Stan Lee was getting fed up of writing comics went home to his wife and said I'm going to throw it in I'm done I, just, yeah. I, I can't write the stories I want to write and she says well you know what use this next issue to write the story you want to write you're going to quit anyway. What they're going to do? Fire you? Get it out of your system, and then you can move on yeah. from it. And he went okay, and he wanted to create a superhero team um, inspired by the Justice Society of America, over in DC, um, mm -hmm. a team of heroes. But he wanted to make them human. He wanted to make it a family dynamic, and yeah. so we created the Fantastic Four. He made them a family, 
and and it took off yeah Stanley and Jack Kirby like launched the Marvel Universe based on Fantastic Four yeah. and it hit the ground running and comics were literally changed from that moment on this affected the span of how comics were cha- were written Marvel is now like the highest selling comic book publisher today because of what Stan Lee did in the 60s mm-hmm. and bringing the Fantastic Four to light they are Marvel's first family this is like one of the biggest things everyone's seen the comic cover of the first Fantastic Four issue with the monster coming out of the ground and like grabbing um, Sue and like Reed stretching out of it Johnny flying yeah. through the air everyone's seen that cover it's an iconic cover so let's make it a movie it's one of yeah. Marvel's biggest properties it's one of the few and let's point out this is one of the few that Fox got you know Fox mm-hmm. they were selling off their big name properties so like they'd already sold off Spider-Man and the X-Men so they sold off Fantastic Four they tried to make a Fantastic Four movie before it bombed it didn't make it it didn't even make yeah. it to finish production and get released um, you can literally like look it up on like YouTube and stuff like that and find clips of it and stuff it's, like, it's, it's, it's so hokey and bad so this was the next launch of it because everything was doing so well. They had a hit on their hands with the X-Men. Spider-Man had got people's attention. People were mm-hmm. asking for comic book movies. So Fox went, hey, here's a Fantastic we'll Four. One. Yeah. Our X-Men stuff's doing good. Let's make the Fantastic Four. And they did. Ooh, did they? Name me another superhero movie that lasts as long as this where nothing happens Dude, somebody, <laughs> I was I was watching the recap of it, and somebody says this is literally the only superhero movie where they spend the entire movie trying to get rid of their powers. That's literally the plot. Like, yeah. oh, we got these powers, we got to get rid of them. Like nothing happens. Like, do you want to fight a supervillain? I ah, will fit it in the last <laughs> five minutes. Do you, want, yeah. do you want to fight crime? Nah. Help humanity? Nah. <laughs> you want to develop characters? Nah. nah. Definitely don't. Definitely don't do that. It take two movies, and you still don't freaking do that. It's just to give a, a bit of personal context as well. Like, I didn't grow up reading Fantastic Four at all. It mine was Spider Man, Spider Man and X Men. So this was my this was my basic introduction to Fantastic Four. Um, so I was not really impressed. Oh. I didn't know who Doctor. I didn't know who Doctor Doom was. I didn't really know the dynamics of the Fantastic Four. I didn't know Galactus, Silver Surf. I didn't know any of that stuff. I, like, really. I, like I mean, talk- I knew who they were, but I feel like talking about how wrong the villains are, and that's just practically an episode in itself. Yeah, I agree, hundred like, percent. Can we just say they're wrong? Both of them are absolutely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it one note of credit. It's not fan four stick. I will say it's better than that. Yeah, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. The I think the outfit and the mask of Doctor Doom. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I was going to say that, like Doom's outfit isn't too bad. Like, no, it's, it's not. not it's bad. not phenomenal. No, it's but not. considering it's like a two thousand, it's like a really, really good cosplay. Considering like a two thousand and five like superhero <laughs> movie, I'm like, it's actually not bad. I mean, it, it at least looks like Doom. Like he puts the mask on, it looks like Doom's mask. He's got the green cloak. Yeah, I don't think it's as intimidating because Doom isn't as intimidating in this as he should be. Yeah, he's not a threat in the least. But yeah. But like literally, yeah, this this movie nothing happens. Oh yeah, Fan Four Stick was so bad. Oh one hundred percent. Hope Disney does something infamous with infamous Iron Man. That'd be cool. But um I don't know if we'll get anything towards the Iron Man side of stuff now that Sarch's dead. Um 
I'll take these old ones 1,000 times over fan four stick. Yeah. No, nope, I think Nitro's getting shouted on. But yeah, absolutely. I would I would definitely take these older movies over Fantastic F or Fan Four Stick 100%. Everything good, bro? Yeah, we're good. Sorry. <laughs> nope, no worries. Uh, Doctor Doom is such a great film. He is, Bat. He, uh, he is. He's like. See, and that's the thing. Like, He's like the sorry, greatest villain in Marvel Comics. Bar none. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, I never realized how big he was or how, like, um, just how all-encompassing, like, Doctor Doom was until I met you, Cross, and you were telling me some of the storylines that he had been through and some of the types of powers that he had gotten. I was like, I thought he was just, like, not one and done, but, like, a consistent, like, the Joker almost. Yeah. You know, he just comes back, keeps coming back type thing. But, oh, no, he's it's... legit. He's so much more than that. It's like, do you know what it's like? It's like saying Norman Osborn's just a Spider-Man villain. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, technically you're correct, but there, he's so much more. Yeah. In the comics, like Doctor Doom, is like so much more than what he's led up to in these. Like he yeah. is like one of the ultimate threats. All I'm going to say is Secret Wars from 2015. The man literally took the powers of Molecule Man and reshaped the universe, and put himself on top as the God King Doom. Hmm. And that's not a one-off. That's just the most recent one where he kind of went all-powerful. Like, he's done it plenty of times. The original Secret Wars, he took the powers of the Beyonder. An amazing alien that, like, created, like, the Secret Wars stuff. And, like, yeah, yeah I'm going to take over everything. Like, it's... Literally go... I will literally put links up on social media later when I look them up. Like, for videos on the backstory of Doom and comics to check out on the backstory of Doom. Because... You don't care how much of a threat he is until you get where he came from and who he is. Yeah. All right. He's not. I some... feel like our ch our chat's our like chat, blowing up. Our chat is like blowing up. So I feel like let let's kind of take a step back maybe and kind of dissect the movie in parts. Yeah. Let me just um, go through the chat where we've got now. Yeah. Um, Infinity Bruce has said I'll take these over a thousand times over to four stick. Absolutely. Bat saying Doctor Doom is such a great villain. Definitely. Burst is saying he is, and they need to um, do good by him. One hundred percent. Uh, Disney doing Iron Man? No, no. As far as I know, they're not going back to the Iron Man stuff right now. They wouldn't. Uh, Reed Richards. Uh, I like. Um, so what's his face? Who would fit what's best to play him? Jim Halpert. What's his face? Oh, John Krasinski. I'm still. Dude, I'm still. I'm still uh, pulling like for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to play oh, Reed and Sue. I like them. I saw yeah, that as a I fan like casting, and I've never gotten over that. I'm like, yeah, I can't. And he's been in talks with Marvel, and he was going to be Captain America at one point. I think he'd be the perfect Reed Richards. Yeah, he'd be great. Look at look up Boss Logic on instagram or twitter yeah uh, especially yeah. instagram you'll find it easier and he done like renderings of um them of john krasinski and emily blunt as sue and reed and i looked at that and i'm like yeah i want it i really yeah, don't care who you cast as human torch and thing i want that as reed and sue um infinity bro says i honestly didn't mind julian mcmahon as doom it was written super I didn't well either. but i feel like he could have been either. good if they had handled him well Agreed. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the actor that's the problem for it. I could say that for a lot of these actors. I think it's the writing. Like they wrote Doom as like this callous, haha, businessman. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's they, not what he's like. They completely changed his origin. Though, yeah. Right? Again, oh, me not knowing a, a ton about Doom, they completely changed his origin. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred. Oh no, no, they dropped an Easter egg to Latveria. Latveria gave him a thank you of the mask, and that's where he gets the Doom mask from in the movie. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, Bat says Doom's castle's amazing. Versus said, wouldn't Doom be almost the same level of Thanos, if not the same? 
I would say that honestly, given the right circumstances, Doom could topple Thanos easy. Given the right wow. circumstances and build up, Doom people don't realise how big of a threat Doom is. He has fought cosmic level beings and won. Wow. He went into the depths of hell to face Mephisto just to get his mother back. It's like people underestimate how good Doom is, and like if you've only ever seen the movies, you've not seen the real Doom and you are missing out on Doom one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Doom should be the next big baddie in MCU. I totally agree. He should be the next one, the next Thanos that they build up to. Like the next three phases should build up to fighting Doom. Um, Infinity War is um, so underrated as a villain. Yeah. I got strong like DCEU vibes from this movie because I felt like they were trying to fit, fit so much in with Doom into into the first and second movie. Like all the the biggest Fantastic Four villains, which granted they don't have a lot, but fit all of them into these two little movies and just yeah they just screwed themselves absolutely um so yeah let's jump into kind of like taking the movie apart then um, mm-hmm. and the kind of story of it and stuff so in the first movie you basically get the setup is that doom's the one that's basically behind this whole going to space to like study these cosmic rays he has a space station up there and sue storm's working for him at the time and he basically they enlist Reed Richards to help, who brings in Ben, who they're like, oh yeah, this is my friend. He's also a scientist. <laughs> no, Ben's not a scientist. He's a pilot. He's not the scientist. Or a cabbie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's meant to be a pilot. He's there to fly the ship. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, is like Sue's like, oh yeah, we're bringing my brother Johnny too. Okay. Why sure. are we bringing him on? And like. His opening scene is riding on a motorcycle, driving beside a sports car, kissing a hot model who's driving the sports car. Like, okay, yeah, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, the future Captain America, everybody. <laughs> I will say, peak Chris Evans, though. Peak oh yeah, Chris Evans. I will say, I don't mind him. Like, it's it's the writing that's mostly the issue, but honestly, Chris Evans yeah. is Chris Evans is amazing. I I'm not. He does he, as much as he can with what they, what they can. Yeah, I mean, the he does. <laughs> the writing's awful, but he does such a great job of it, of being yeah. him. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, so I don't get the team. Ben's there to be the pilot, although they keep calling him a scientist. Don't know why Johnny Storm's there. At no point in the yeah. comics is he ever referred to as a scientist. So, uh, Bat saying, I was not a fan of Marvel's 2099 series, but Doom 29 was an amazing writing. I love Doom 20, 2099 simply because it is literally Victor Von Doom. It's not someone else taking over the role. It's like somehow he survived this long and he's still about. And it's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, Infinity Abel says, he did great as a human torch. Yeah, I thought he did a decent job as yeah. Johnny Storm. I'm like, I'm kind of glad like it stopped after this because after these two movies because I'm like, he was so wasted as Johnny Storm though. Like when you see what he does as Captain America, you realize how limited he was in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Burst is saying, "Who would have seen that coming?" Like, yeah, like wouldn't have seen it coming at all. But so they go up to space, and I, I love. I was watching someone reviewing it, talking about it, and they said they go up to space. They've had years to prep for this, for this thing to happen, <laughs> and then this thing out of nowhere changes how close it is to them within minutes. Yeah. And they can't detect it. Until like nine minutes before it hits the station, this thing is meant to be like months away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we missed George just like right here. And I'm well, like, and it was funny because like Sue Storm comes in and says, "Hey, do y'all want to do this?" And like within six weeks, they're in space. Like, yeah. Really? 
It's Come like, on now. <laughs> I didn't know it was that quick to become an astronaut. I went that road a long time ago. You know, it's like. Uh, can we say? Can can I say like? So I'm, I've been reading Hickman's uh, Fantastic Four, and just the way that he portrays Reed Richards as this kind of like just ridiculously just supremely intelligent dude who doesn't get sometimes interpersonal like stuff like yeah. normal human conversation kind of just goes way over his head but he doesn't play it for goofs no you know it's not he does it's not for goofs they are they goof on reed richards like both of these movies like the entire movie and it's it's very frustrating i don't even know his name eon grufford that plays reed richards i like him as an actor i've seen him yeah do he's great he's done amazing jobs if you watch the tv show forever he's pretty good in that he also appears in the movie amazing grace playing william wilberforce phenomenal movie about um getting rid of the slave trade in the uk mm-hmm. um phenomenal actor so badly written for is reed yeah. richard so badly written yeah and funny rose he's a big pictured guy you don't care about personal relationships exactly though but that's it reed's intellect is like here he is one of the smartest people if not the smartest in the mcu yeah the stuff he deals with is so far above everything else and he gets so caught up in that that he doesn't realize he doesn't do interpersonal stuff properly and doesn't connect Mm -hmm. with people properly yeah i mean jonathan hickman's fantastic four that's one of the big overarching themes is he meets all the, this council of reeds of all this multiverse of reed richards who mm-hmm. most of who have like left their families behind yeah because that was the only way to focus truly on the bigger picture was to leave behind all the interpersonal connections yeah it's like it's, that's that's the whole point is like reed is like always on the balance of that and that's what makes it a family thing is like he's on this higher plane dealing with stuff and they're trying to pull him back to earth a little bit and like well we have to deal with this as well that's here with the cast yeah like i didn't have an issue with the cast in this like i I, don't get me wrong it's like stuff hasn't aged well the script wasn't great the cgi desperately is updated yes the thing needs to look like he's a boulder and not plastic but yeah at first i was like i really appreciate the fact that they tried to do practical effects with him yeah the more i watched it like recaps of it i'm like it looks pretty bad yeah like it needs a bit more work but i don't know how you do that but i don't work in that field so i'm like i I feel like the thing needs not maybe not to be as big as the hulk in the mcu but close thank you so much for that 100 bits we really appreciate it bro yeah thanks man um but yeah it's like i I like michael chiklis as the thing i think he was a good casting choice and chris evans wasn't given enough to work with but what he did he was decent like he was Mm -hmm. he was cocky and arrogant but still likable which is a hard thing to get because usually you get people that play cocky, arrogant douchebags like yeah. that, and that's what they come across like. It's really hard to like them. Um, Ian Grufford, I think, was great as Reed, but he wasn't allowed to go above and beyond with his intellect. And yeah, Jessica, they never Al- really showed that. And Jessica Alba is there. Yeah, she's okay. I, I may have been able to make a judgment, but that would mean they have to write a character, and they didn't. Yeah she's the hot chick she's I'm like, just there for, oh and yeah, don't forget for don't forget to write the scene where she can turn invisible but not her clothes so we have to have her yeah. stripped down to her underwear yeah twice it's like it's both movies are full of those types of gags for her and i'm like okay which is like All right, come on now. yeah it's like you know what? yeah she's hot she's a good looking woman yeah she's just like an alba she's gorgeous can you write a character for her now? Like, yes, yeah, she's got boobs. Congratulations. Can we write a character so we know who Sue Storm is? 
Yeah. She's not just attractive, she's a wife and she's a mother and she's the heart she's of the Fantastic Four. She's a scientist herself to a certain degree, not on the level of Reed, obviously, but she can hold mm -hmm. her own. It's like, yeah. are, are we going Are we going to do And No, we're not going to do that. Oh, you didn't do that for... Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> didn't, Infinity Rose. You, you wrote the word boob and Skeets didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, they didn't do the four boob window that they tried to do in the nineties for her, but like, you know what? She's a mom and she's a wife, but she's hot as well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, which is like, I don't know who designed that, but it's like, no. But like, yeah, they at least they didn't do that with her outfit. Although it's like, to be fair, if you've seen the outfit, and I'm like, yeah, like, it's like we get it. She's got a cleavage. I'm like, that is literally our whole character in this movie. Is she's blonde, mm -hmm. pretty, and has boobs. And I'm like, yep. would you write her a character? Sue Storm yep. is an amazing character. Would you write something for her? Mm -hmm. Anything. <laughs> it's all just like, yeah, and it's like, because like, literally, name me a character trait of Susan Storm in that first Fantastic Four movie. Anything. Any character trait that stood out. She's there. Yeah, She's the not wearing a wig like she is in the second one. Yeah, I mean, the other are written badly, but at least you can point out, there's a character trait. He's smart. He's cocky. He's depressed because he looks like a rock monster. Mm -hmm. At least they've got character traits. Like, write yeah. something for it. Like, this is still of the era where women were not getting written well in superhero movies because they were literally there to be stared at. Mm -hmm. Before the movies realised, oh yeah, women like these as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately. It's like, I'm kind of like, okay, we should move on and talk about the story, but there isn't a story. No, there isn't. Like, like the I said... The Cosmic Rays hit, hit the, the ship, hit the space station. They come back to Earth somehow. How? I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? They They're just back. get there somehow. Um, Powers power start to be shown... We start to find out who they you are. get the whole power discovery montage. Yeah, the power discovery stuff, and they start to research it, you know, how hot Johnny can burn, how much can Reed stretch, and what Sue's abilities can do. Don't forget about the shot at her emotions and not being able to control her women emotions. <laughs> it's awful. It's, it's, it's so bad. This, this was not written with women in mind at all. I'm going to say no. that right now. I'm like going to cringe at it now. Um, we get we get a sad we do get a sad bit of story with Ben. He goes to see his fiance, mm -hmm. um, and he does. I hear someone saying he does the turtle's method of hiding. He puts on a trench coat and a trilby, <laughs> and apparently he's hidden. Deep timed out Infinity Bros for a second. Sorry, man. They, I they, have no idea what Skeets just did to you or what you were trying to post. I am sorry. Chatbot does not like you. Yeah, Skeets is having an argument with you today. I'll have I'll have a talk with him after. He's, we're still working the kinks out of him. Somebody was talking about his fiance. Where you know the part where they're on the bridge. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so funny. Like you literally wrote, Skeets hates me, and it blocked it, and asked me if I would allow it and give permission. <laughs> that was amazing. That's hilarious. Skeet hates me. Block. <laughs> oh my gosh. He really does. Right, so, so when they're so when they're on the bridge and they're doing the whole like damage control on the bridge, somebody was like, "So the thing's fiance picked that exact moment to come to the bridge, and break up with him, and hand him his ring." <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty jacked up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Fendi Bros. I'm I think so he's sorry. trying to share a link, and um, you know what? I oh, was okay. like, go ahead and see if you can share it to our Twitter page. Yeah. And I'll put up the socials. If you want to see the link that Isaac's trying to make, go ahead and hit it up on the socials. Try and log it on Twitter and we'll reshare it there and stuff. 
I, I don't know why Skeets isn't letting you do it, and I'm, I've not got the time to go into the sentence and fiddle with it. Then I'll work on that this week and try and get him. But like, he is not a fan of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Um, all right, but yeah, like the whole scene, like we get this whole dramatic scene of him and his trench coat and his trilby. He tries to pick up the phone. He tries to dial, and his fingers look the size of the keypad. Yeah. Um, on the public phone, he can't dial it, and she comes out and basically leaves and, and screams at him and runs away. So he then goes to sit on the bridge, I'm assuming George Washington Bridge, because that's the only bridge Marvel goes to. They're in this pillar saving stuff and another pillar Spider-Man fighting the Green Goblin, you know. I'll try to post the clip I just made. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't know what it's doing, but I'll, I'll try and get it to work. It's a new bot, so we're still working the kinks out of skis. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Um, so he stops a guy committing suicide by scaring the crap out of him, so he falls into the road. So he then jumps into the road and stops the truck by standing still, which causes a monster pile up. It causes a fire truck to start swinging off the bridge. I heard someone saying that, like, they literally don't save anybody that they have not put in trouble themselves. <laughs> yeah, she's a mom, she's a wife, and she's hot as well. <laughs> is that what you clipped there? And I'm like, yeah, she is. <laughs> hey, that's how I describe my wife. She's a mom, she's a wife, and she's still hot. You know, she's like, I'm always hot. I'm, I, I'm going to say it, you know. Susan Storm can be. <laughs> I'm loving it. But yeah, so like, they get into the bridge and they, they start trying to save people's lives and the other Fantastic Four just happen to be there. We get the first, you know, bib flash of Jessica Alba because the idea is like, we can't get through the crowd to them, but you can. And her powers, she goes invisible, takes off her shirt and pants and all of a sudden they stop working. Of course. Because, of course they do. Um, we save the people... They get described, the scri- like, literally the guy in the fire department comes up, who's the leader? Who asked that? <laughs> who asked that? Of a you don't team? ask that when you come up to a random group of strangers? A random group of people them. who have just saved people's life. Which one of you is the leader? <laughs> I am the leader. And they do- get dubbed the Fantastic Four, and that's literally the, only, the action in the movie, apart from the final fight. Yeah, pretty like, much. Legitimately. The rest of it is they go back to the Baxter building, which at least it's called the Baxter building. We get our Stan Lee cameo, Mm -hmm. which not a lot of people realise he's actually playing a comic book character. He actually plays the postman who appeared in the Fantastic Four comics in the beginning. Oh, cool. Um, So it's actually a character, so it's a cool little throw-in for that. I did like that. Um, So they go up, and Reed basically studies their powers for the next hour. Hour and a half. Um... Ben goes to drinking because he's depressed and he meets Alicia, the blind girl from the comics who he falls for, who falls for him because of his personality. And Shout out to Kerry Washington. Yeah, shout out to Kerry Washington who completely out there casting choice that worked that like wouldn't have been the first person to jump to mind but she kills it is Alicia for the, like, the two scenes she's in. Yeah, but like she's like probably one of the best, one of the best actors and one of the best written, written like characters in it. Um, she does a great job with Ben. Um, yeah, we don't really develop that because I guess we don't want to go into the whole thing of where Johnny sleeps with her before Ben and her get back together and get married. That's yeah, we're probably not going to fit yeah. that in. So let's not let's not explore her character yeah. too far. Um, Doom goes crazy. He has like a growth. 
like a metal growth. Yeah, like this. Which again, I'm not a huge Doom connoisseur. I, I like Doom. I just don't know a lot about him. Pretty sure he doesn't. His 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 outfit is not a growth. No, it's armor. But in yeah, this in this movie, they make it. That's his power he got from the cosmic rays. It makes a growth on him, and the <laughs> armor starts to grow. And you see him like cuts with like green beaming out of it. And he can shoot. Which, force which, shields out of a tan. Which nice shout out to Fan Four Stick in the future. They decide to copy that green stuff glowing out of his metal skin that is now his actual skin for their doom. Because it worked. It worked. Yeah, it it's, worked so well. Know, homage to the But the only thing that doesn't have it is his face only has some cuts, so he has to smash open his humanitarian award from Latveria. Of course. Which, if you've not read the comics, that's the country he's basically ruling. Yeah. But they, just give, him, be. they just give him a humanitarian <laughs> award in this, and he, he, he puts the mask on and puts on a cloak. Because as you do, why not? Because it's like it doesn't make sense. Like in the in the comics, it makes sense because Doom is an arrogant jackass mm -hmm. who believes he's better than other people. He believes he is smarter and probably is smarter than anyone yeah. else. Like literally, he's probably the only person that can compete with Reed intellectually and win. He's arrogant. He is literally a dictator whose people are okay with him being a dictator. He yeah. treats the people of Latveria well, and they're happy with Doom to be in charge. Mm -hmm. So he wears, like, royal robes on top of his armor. Like, it makes sense for the character. This mm -hmm. is a business mogul whose thing just fell apart. He's losing money, his company's disappearing, and he's like, I'm going to go back crap crazy and dress in metal armor and a cloak. Force lightning! It's like making Lex Luthor a real estate mogul. Oh. Totally... Yeah. Not the same thing, but whatever. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a rant for another video. We've done that one already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah and, then I, and, and then I know where he starts turning the Fantastic Four against him, which I love the person I watched who was kind of doing a recap on it. He says, this literally comes out of nowhere. Like, there's literally a rivalry in the comics between Reed and Doom. Since they were in college, he hates each other. He wants... Um, Sue to be with him at one point like yeah. he's a freaking godfather and named their daughter in the comics mm -hmm. their daughter's called Valeria Doom named her and it's her godfather Yeah, like there's this whole intrinsic history this is literally just a random team he took up to a spaceship he, uh, they hint that he knew Reed and that Sue worked for him and now he's like yeah I'm going to kill you all yeah because I don't like you out of nowhere but not before I give Ben the ability to turn human again Oh, but look, Reed can do this, but he's actually having a dinner date with Sue because how dare he have a personal life? Well, you're a big rock monster and he's not really going to change you and then he storms off and and Doom says, I can do it and turns him into a, a human again, you know. And then he proceeds to throw him across the room, which would most definitely have killed him. Yeah, like, you're not a rock monster <laughs> anymore. You're dead. Yeah, you're uh, dead. To which Doom then, like, starts taking them apart and starts, like, dismantling them. He captures Reed and, like, freezes them, which I do, which kudos to that. I do like that as a cool trick. Like, how do you stop? You know what happens to rubber when it's frozen? No. What what does happen? I don't, I don't the know. The same thing know. that happens to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, no, that's, that's the wrong Fox bad movie, that line that important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you, Isaac. Like, oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> He just says we're on fire today. Like, thank you so much. Like, give us a bad movie to rant about, and apparently we just go. I'm like, we will rip it a new one. So, not that it needs it. So Ben stops but. being human after ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Because he decides I need to save my friends, and he becomes the thing again. 
and apparently turns into the Flash because he makes it across to Doom's Tower in like record time. Well, he's a scientist, so he can teleport. Of course. Yeah, there you go. Of course, you know. Or that's just an ability rocks have, they just don't use it, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he makes it over there, and we get the big fight scene. Which I love the person I watched it kind of reviewed it, like when they even do that cliche that they did for a little while of like where the bus lands on the guy and he just walks off the bus. Like Doom has a bus <laughs> land on it and he walks off it as if he was on the bus. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And like, and I, lo- well, they do- I love the final I fight. Gonna- it was literally, the final fight is one thing. Doom is defeated by a fire hydrant in heat. <laughs> Like Johnny goes the, super. One of the best villains in Marvel Comics history is defeated by a fire hydrant. Yeah. So like, the, Just keep that in mind. You know, it's like Johnny like goes supernova heating and warm. Sue keeps it all contained. Ben breaks the the fire hydrant and aims the water. And Reed aims it towards Doom and it freezes him in spot. In the cliche, because they're working, to, work together. they're working together to beat him because they can't do <laughs> yeah. it on their own. So they have to work together in unison. Yeah. And then Doom gets like Indiana Jones, and he gets put. We're in, gonna put him in a crate. He puts in a crate and eliminate room with all this other stuff that's just hidden away. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> one so... of the most dangerous mass murderers <laughs> in apparently American history. We're just gonna randomly put this frozen dude in a crate. And these two random ship workers are going to be in charge of watching over it. They have hard hats, though. They have so. hard hats, so they're, they're safe, you know. They, they know they're, what they're doing. And there's a guy with a clipboard, too. So yeah. Mm. Just keep that in mind. Which I love the fact as well that something mentioned at the end of it as well. Like, they do this big cruise line, like, celebration where they go like that. Like, Fantastic Four saved the day. Yeah. Like, they saved no one. He wasn't after anyone. He was literally only coming after the four of you. <laughs> he literally threatened no one else. Yeah. So like you didn't save the day, you saved your own backsides yet again. <laughs> like that's that. Uh, who knew yeah. Water could take down one of the greatest villains of all time? Yeah, Infinity Bros. Absolutely. The greatest villain in Marvel Comics was taken down by really strong fire and a fire hydrant. <laughs> Master of science and the mystic arts has taken on the Beyonder, taken on the devil reframed the world and his image to be a god king was taken down by fire and water they caught him off guard absolutely i mean what could he do he only had force lightning have we beaten this movie senseless yet i hope so because we've got another one to beat as well we may not even get to (laughs) superman we may not even get to superman returns today apparently we're just going off on fantastic four like if we don't we'll add superman returns onto somewhere else if we don't get to it because like the fantastic four apparently deserve this so here's my overall take oh yeah they totally ignored the the mystic arts isaac like if any of us they totally ignored the mystic arts part too yeah yeah Yeah. no magic at all like no he's a master of dark arts there's literally a crossover with him and doctor strange teaming up and like nah we're not going to mention that he's barely a scientist in it why would we give him mystic arts you know my overall, t- my overall take is there is no plot. It's Mm-mm. super corny. The CGI is just awful. Um, the casting is probably one of the, the the redeeming qualities of this movie, yeah. which doesn't redeem it to the point that it needs to be redeemed. Uh, and they just totally screw Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, absolutely. But would you watch it over Fan Stick? I don't know, man. I know that's I don't know if that's blasphemy or not, but I don't know. 
because I think they're each equally awful in their own separate ways. Fan Forestick might be a, a bit more awful, but I think the visuals are better in Fan Forestick. No, which would be the only reason I would watch that over. I, the I can't other. even say that the visuals are better in Fan Forestick because you, you don't can't, think so. You can't see the visuals. Everything's dark. That's true. They don't have a light on. You can't tell what the visuals are. Everything's like nighttime. They're all in this underground rocky bunker. Yeah, that's true. Like, they sit around and talk in a dark room. At least they sit around and talk in light rooms in this one. And you can see yeah. what's going on. I, I put them on the same... Honestly, I put them on the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if Bad. I would prefer Bad. to watch one over the other. <laughs> Bat says, I'll summarize Superman Returns so we can move past it. It's like, crap, 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 crap. And more crap. <laughs> uh, I was talking laughing at him and so was bursted. Like, yeah, pretty much. Like, it's not a good movie either. Which is a All shame right. because... That should be one of the best Supermen ever. Brandon Routh's phenomenal. Yeah, I, agreed. I'll just say that. He was given utter crap. But then again, that movie wouldn't happen today because it was made by Brian Singer and it stars Kevin Spacey, so that wouldn't get made today. Because <laughs> there's a little bit of history with them that came out since 2006. Yeah. And it's like... Yep. <laughs> it was actually hard watching reviews for that because it was like, Kevin Spacey's in this. Ooh. Yeah. Brian Singer made it. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, so taking the personal stuff out Double. of... Well, I know we're kind of dipping into Superman Returns right now, but yeah, I really liked Kevin Spacey as um, Lex Luthor. He did I a, thought he was awesome. Yeah, he done a decent enough job for it. Yeah. I'm like, it's, there was so much that made that wrong, though. Like, the writing for the movie is just horrible. I agree, but, I agree. Anyway, before we jump over Fantastic Four 2, let's actually dive into this one, because, like, this was the big one. This is, this, this is only the only Fantastic Four sequel that has ever been made the original one that didn't make it to production of course didn't get a sequel it got produced and then they never released it and then fan never got a sequel so this fantastic four movie is the only one that had a follow-up and um, i have no memory of superman returns besides brandon routh was an okay superman he was he was an okay superman and he should have been a phenomenal superman i'll sum it up in one word isaac it was boring yeah you want to see Brandon Routh as a good Superman? Go and watch the Crisis and Infinite Air CW crossover. Legitimately, the only worthwhile thing to watch in that is Brandon Routh's Superman as he plays Kingdom Come Superman. He's Watch clips of that on YouTube if you don't want to go through the whole thing because the whole thing is not worth it. Brandon Routh's Superman's amazing. And that uh, he does a great job. And yeah, it's phenomenal. <clears throat> so this was the sequel. This was the big one. The Silver Surfer's coming. Galactus is coming. You mean the cloud that's shaped like Galactus is, is what you meant, right? Do you know what I never realized, by the way? And do you know what makes it an even more kick to the nads? The fact of that... See, Straight the, square in the nads. See in the opening, if you watch it slowly, and I watched someone doing a review of this and they showed the clip slowed down, you actually see the shadow of Galactus. Yeah. Like, legitimately over the planet, you see the shadow mm -hmm. of his helmet, like the side bits coming out of it, the proper yeah. Galactus helmet. They hinted at it. I never noticed that before. Not that I've watched this movie that often, but I never noticed yeah. that before. And I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, they, the, you, you, would think you they... hinted at Galactus. But you didn't just hint at him. You hinted at comic book accurate Galactus. Yeah. And you and gave us like, a kidding. freaking cloud. Well, you would have think that Green Lantern would have taken hints from Fantastic Four and not made Parallax just a giant cloud. Oh, of they gloves. did change it. Parallax had a face. Totally, di eyes. To totally different. He had eyes. 
No, he had a face. It was just a, really? it, it was a smaller cloud in front of the big cloud. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a cloud <laughs> offshoot of the main cloud. Exactly. Yeah. And it had a face on it. It had like eyes and a mouth. And, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. they learn. It's like, good, you need to see the villain. There he is. He's got a face on him and everything. He's not just a cloud. Let's take one of the most iconic villains in, in this entire publication history and turn them into a giant cloud. Both when, both have been guilty. Marvel and DC have been guilty. Arguably the most famous Fantastic Four storyline ever. One of the most famous comic book stories ever. The coming of Galactus. The Silver Surfer coming. The heralding of Galactus. It's like... This is arguably the biggest story ever. Mm-hmm. The biggest story ever in comics at that time, probably. Because it was so out there and different. So it starts off, we see Silver Surfer flying away from a planet. We see the Silver Shoot flying away and this planet like destroying and crumbling into itself. So we get the hint he's coming and he's heading to Earth. And they open the movie with all these disturbances, with all these things that are happening. There's snow across um, Egypt. Amazing. Um, Just award-winning CGI. Yeah, this guy, I think, I can't remember if it's Japan, I think it is. Like The guy falls over the fishing boat and he lands on the solid ground. The sea is like literally solidified and he's standing yeah. on it. It's like, oh my goodness, this, the whole world's been turned upside down. Zooms that into a TV where the Fantastic Four are waiting. But let's forget about that. We've got the biggest announcement coming up at tomorrow the Fantastic Wedding of Reed Richards and Susan Storm. The world is literally doing crazy crap that is not physically possible to do but we're worried about the celebrity you have, you have an unidentified flying object flying around the entire earth changing the climate but two of the fantastic four are getting married nitro that takes precedence you know what i love as well that somebody's reading a newspaper right next to him and goes like that it's literally the headlines like read richard scientist or celebrity and let, the guy I watched had done a little review on it was so funny because he goes like that. He says, yeah, because Neil deGrasse Tyson is any less of a scientist because people know who he is. <laughs> it's like he's any, he's any Wait, less... Can like, we be both? <laughs> it's like he's any less called upon as a scientific expert because he's also a celebrity name. And I'm like, that's a fair point, actually. Like, being a celebrity doesn't nullify your scientific merit, like, at all. It should have been called cloud. the Fantastic Cloud and the Silver Surfer. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's the only magical thing that happens in this. Again, somehow nothing happens in this movie. I don't know how they got two Fantastic Four movies where nothing happened. It's awful, man. Because everything is around this wedding, and it's like it's so ridiculous. It's like, I get the wedding's a big deal, and like it's a big thing from the comics. I love Stanley's cameo in this because it's literally a cameo from the comics. And that they do is like Stan Lee shows up at the wedding and is himself, and he goes like that. My name's Stan Lee. And he's like, Sorry, you're not on the list. Don't think so. And like, Wait, no, I know who you are. And that's literally what they did in the comics. In the comics, at their wedding at the reception, like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby show up in the comic oh, as awesome. themselves and try to get into the door, and they get stopped. So the two of them walk away mumbling to themselves, "Don't they know who we are? We'll show them in the next issue." That's hilarious. <laughs> so it's like it's not even like playing people. It's literally Stan Lee and Jack Kirby showing up, and I'm like, that's phenomenal. That is absolutely amazing. I'm so glad he did that cameo for him. Um, but yeah, so like, if you have the, the wedding's going to happen, and basically, Reed is looking into these disturbances that are going on around the world, because he's Reed Richards, of course he freaking is. Yeah. But he's hiding it from Sue. Because, like, he doesn't want... To, 
her to think that he's doing stuff apart from getting ready for the wedding and how important the wedding is because he's already put it off like multiple times with different stuff which is like which i can understand her now getting a bit mad you put off the wedding multiple times you start to question do you actually want to get married yeah at the same time this is literal stuff that is changing the fabric of the planet it's possibly world-ending. We find out it is. We don't know at this point, but how do you know unless you check? Yeah. And your soon-to-be husband is one of the only smartest people on the planet that can work that out. But no, we're getting married tomorrow, so don't you dare. Don't you dare do your sciences stuff. Let's just re let's just take a look at those priorities for a second, shall we? Uh, Infinity Bros says they should have just cut out one and a half hours and had the Silver Surfer realise he could take out Galactus by himself right after he crashed. It saved us all some heartache and a lot of time and disappointment, to be honest. Um, so yeah, we get to the wedding. The wedding's going to happen. All this stuff. And no, sorry, we don't. We get the bachelor party first because Johnny has to take him to a bachelor party. Um, of course. Where he has to dance with, get... with hot chicks because we need other hot chicks the... in this movie apart from Jessica the... Alba. The um, fantastic dancing. Yeah, the fantastic stretchy dancing, which is like no. Oh, I did not even mean that. That was a pun, and I did not even mean it. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, shoot, I did it again. Alright, you're forcing it now. That's enough. That's I, I really didn't mean to. <laughs> it was not intentional. The military, of course, show up because Reed's been tracking this thing and find out he's been tracking it and want his help. So they show up and ask Sue. So Sue takes him to the, the club that I sees him dancing with the, the hot half-naked women that he's dancing with. Mm -hmm. his bachelor party which I'd like to of all the things she gets on about that never comes up again she never has that conversation where did you have your arm wrapped around those hot women never asked but okay like no that'd be a conversation <laughs> you go into the back they talk to him and he basically tells them like no I'm not going to help you because I'm, I'm getting married tomorrow and I love how self-righteous Sue looks at that moment like yes he's getting married tomorrow to me and it's like <laughs> and don't you dare try to change his end mind. of the freaking world. At least you'll be married when you die. Yeah. You know, it's like... So they go and get married. Or they try to get married, and then it's ruined because the silver blur that they were chasing comes across the sky. Um, and ruins the wedding, and the helicopter crashes, and all this stuff, and, da -da -da, and falls apart. Um, Alicia gets to appear in this movie almost getting killed by a helicopter blade that Ben stops. There you go. Thank With you. With his face. Yeah, it's like, thank you for showing up for this movie, Alicia. You're no longer needed. <laughs> That's literally the only time we see it, except when the wedding happens later again. Um, Johnny, of course, takes off after this thing because he's the human torch, so he's the only one that can, like, literally just go after it. Yeah. It starts chasing it. The thing's moving so fast until it eventually realizes it's being chased and grabs him takes him up to the atmosphere and then just lets him fall yeah doesn't he take his power he didn't take his power but like it warps his powers oh that's right so like whenever right. he touches so they, they pick him up even though because somehow he survived falling from the atmosphere Um, they pick him up and he goes back to the baxter building and we find out if he touches someone he takes our powers he that's takes right because that's when he turns into the thing yeah so he uh -huh. takes it and he turns into a rocky version of the thing and we get to see michael chickless's face yeah we're all thankful for that obviously <laughs> um and well we could really like we could delve into that i think no nope, i think michael Strickless, <laughs> i think he was like in his contract he's like all right in both movies i want to appear with no makeup at least once 
Yeah, at least once. I went to at least show my face. <laughs> and it's like... And of course, then they do that, and then they swap the powers back right away, so it was absolutely pointless. Yeah. Um, this again happens later when he's out with the Invisible Woman, and he bumps into her and takes her powers. So she automatically takes off and lights on fire. Yeah. Only she knows exactly how to use it. Only for her to then lose control of controlling that power, or to take control of the power and turn it off, so that she can fall down completely naked on the ground again, so we can get her gratuitous naked Jessica Alba shot that we need to get for the movie. It's like because why not that's pretty much what's in her contract and she needs a character trait and apparently her character trait is boobs yeah literally the only character trait they give her uh, but saying biggest problem I have with the older superhero movies is that it seems to the writers are of the mindset that they're writing for movie fans who won't know if they're staying true to the comic characters then also write parts thinking the audience will know what they mean because it's grounded in comic lore and no one can figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, that's the thing. It's one of those things, like, you try to write it for everybody and nobody gets it. Yeah. Like, just... You know what I mean? MCU found a good... We're going to write for the comics. These stories are great. People just don't know that they're great. Like, show them how great they are. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that, and that's, that's, a, that's a really good point, because that's one of the things that I like about the later comic book movies, is because they take it... Uh, they're, they're, they take... They take <laughs> pride in uh, the source material. The cloud is not as ridiculous as those... Is the things giant sneakers or trainers? It's like, <laughs> like yeah, actually, I'm like, wow, how many of those did he have to get custom made just so he could wear? Yeah, I'm like, do you really need shoes? Like, you're the but thing. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate the the fact that the comic book movies like DC and MCU they they take the source material seriously, yeah. but they're not afraid to like show loyalty to the source material. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a really good mix. But, but also this, they don't. Just... But also they don't deep dive too much that normal like, movie goers are going to be lost without explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without explaining where this comes from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, literally, we get those scenes with the, the powers changing over, and then they get recruited to go and help capture the Silver Surfer. Who uh, Lawrence Fishburne as the voice? Oh yeah, fantastic casting. Lawrence uh, Fish... again, no pun intended. Awesome yeah. casting. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne is cast as a voice. Doug Jones, shout out to him who does the, who is the the actual Silver Surfer. Literally... I thought the CG. I thought the way that they made the Silver Surfer, the CGI mixed with the practical effects, mixed with the voice, it's kind of like a Darth Vader type thing. Yeah, I really, really like the cool. way that they did that. And Doug Jones yeah. plays a lot of creature makeup. If you've seen the Hellboy movies, he plays um, Abe Sapien, the water creature. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you've seen The Shape of Water, the Game of the Toro mm -hmm. movie, he plays the creature in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else did he play? Doug Jones plays a ton of like creature characters. Okay. He, I didn't know that. He does a lot of makeup like this, so like he's perfect casting for playing somebody like Silver Surfer, someone who's yeah. completely encased in makeup and gets right into the character. He's he's perfect for it. Mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence Fishburne's voice. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it though. He's like he's great voice casting for it. It takes a little getting used to coming out of that body. That's not the voice you expect to hear when you yeah. first see him. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Yes, hello. And I'm like, <laughs> felt like a jockey's whip, you know what I mean? He's like, he's this thin, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. It's like, your voice is like way deeper than it should be. Yeah. Like, I'm going to assume that's that's the Power Cosmic doing some stuff to you. <laughs> um, But yeah. So, like, yeah, they get enlisted to help, and apparently, after they screw stuff up, Doom also gets brought in because Doom has to get brought back into this movie. And he breaks out of his crate, and his stuff starts to go back, and like, he has a he had an encounter with the Silver Surfer earlier where he sent after him, and when the Silver Surfer shoots him with his powers, yeah, it heals him. Yeah. Because. Because. And then the army go, you know who we need to bring in to help you guys because you can't get it done? Dr. Victor that, Von Doom. 
that mass murderer from the first movie. That guy that's who the murdered guy that all those need. people that went absolutely insane and has been locked up inside his own armor for goodness knows how long. That's the guy we need in here. And I'm like, somebody put some handcuffs on him. Why are, you of, letting, why are you letting this guy do this? Didn't he need to eat? Like, what was he doing in the crate? Just standing there like he didn't need to eat? Use the bathroom, nothing like that? I mean, nobody felt they needed to explain that. No, like, I, I, I can only assume that they fed him because, like, I'm assuming the mask came off still because that wasn't his skin. He put the mask on, so I'm like, maybe they took it off and fed him. I can only imagine that... I don't really know how he went to the bathroom because, like, that armor isn't armor. That's his actual skin, so I'm like... Yeah. Did it become a Ken doll? Like, did it just, like, <laughs> over down there and, like, his bathroom's not a problem anymore? Or, like... Or is it, like, one of those, like, you know, if you've ever seen the SCP stories, like, one of the ones that's, like inanimate and stands there it just poops every so often without you knowing you have to send somebody in to clean it up you know like I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, it's like stuff that they like we're not even going to think about it let's just put yeah, it in like, don't think about it we're not going to worry he's back well like they made a big deal like the this pig, one instance the they would have smelled big... like a pig pen I'd say I'm like, <laughs> absolutely I can only imagine how bad that thing would have smelled they made a big deal about the thing in the first movie about how much he weighed and he couldn't get on an elevator and then in the next movie, like one of the very first scenes, he's trying to get a seat in the elevator or not, in, a, in a plane. And oh, the plane seats. I'm like, I'm like, okay, does he weigh 4,500 pounds or does he weigh 500 pounds? No, I'm pounds? sorry. Like, People who are overweight need to buy like two seats. <laughs> they sit next to each other. How does he not need to buy like a row to himself? All right. If he weighs enough to not be allowed in an elevator, he would not be able to sit in an airplane seat. Let's be for real. Not on one airplane seat between two people. You'd have had to take up one or two rows worth of weight. I'm not saying you have to over-logic everything, but at least you need to make stuff as logic-proof as possible. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's funny, he Come can't on, get man. in the seat, har, 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 and I'm like, no, that plane wouldn't be able to take off. Yeah, like, we, they would be grounded. Do you know how many cases <laughs> they take off and put on other flights? You know how, like, when you're, you don't get your luggage when you land and it's because the plane was too heavy? Yeah. And they have to stick it on another flight, and I'm like... That's why they weigh your luggage, because they like, can't afford to have that much weight on a plane. I just... Sorry, that was a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, like, logic in movies, it, that is, it, that's important. <laughs> it's insane. But All right, so we get the scene where they then go after the Silver Surfer again. Uh, it's actually a kind of cool scene because you get Silver Surfer getting like rockets launched at him and all that stuff. Dude, that's sweet, it. when he sucks the rocket The rocket, and he lifts the board up and it absorbs it and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty sweet. And we get Susan talking to him. Um, and it's like, and he kind of connects with her and stuff and stops but it, you end up using it to trap him and they separate mm -hmm. him from his surfboard and you find out because like that's the source of his power is all from the board still don't know how I think they, it's... still don't know how they found that out well so it was from that video so they showed a video of him taking the power away from dr doom and they saw a surge of energy coming up from the board so like so oh, it was he gets yeah, his power right. from the board that's right, that's right. everybody's like all right are we going to actually like try to scientifically prove that or is that just a conjecture yeah, it's like it's literally conjecture. Like we think it comes from the board. We have no idea how this alien or his, you know, outer world technology works. But you know what? Separating the guy from his board, like I've seen that we, guy. I've we, seen that guy literally when he was getting chased go through the board and upside down to see who was coming behind him. We just watched it absorb a rocket, and I'm like, do we know this guy can be separated from the board? We're taking a big risk here without checking stuff. So in the ten seconds of footage that I've seen from this alien from another planet that can change its climate of the Earth. I think his power comes from his board, so we're gonna do all of our power to try to take his board. Sure, that makes uh, sense. Infinity Bros. I do like the fact. I do like. I do like when they. So when they took the board away from him, he turned from this shiny, 
silver to this more like dull like pewter i thought that was a cool yeah, like, like he lost the power I thought of that was cosmic cool. from it yeah, yeah. it's a good touch um, Infinity of Rosé, there were a lot of perceived challenges with early superhero movies. A lot of the strange choices they made were to make it to produce a more, or more appealing, easier to produce, sorry, or more appealing. Movies now definitely learn from those mistakes. Yeah, 100%. Because um, basically that whole scene then we get of them in their room talking. Sue goes invisible, sneaks in to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And find out the reason that he does what he does is because Galactus destroyed his home world and he's coming to Earth. First time, like, the Herald of Galactus. How far are we into this movie? And it's the first time he's mentioned Galactus to them. Yeah. You're a Herald! <laughs> Heralds That's tell people that someone is coming. Job. <laughs> it's your job to tell people he's coming. And you decide, I'm going to mention it to this one woman. I'm like, no, you're meant to tell people, you know, get your affairs in order. You're about to, because he's about to yeah. eat your planet. Like, yeah. that's what you do. Yeah, that's your one job. You had one job. And he says, like, I do this because it helps save my own planet. And, like, why did you stop when you talk to me? And he does the whole thing of, like, you remind me of, like, the woman I used to love. Which, and I'm like, good job, Jessica Alba. You were important. You look like the hot chick he used to be married to in his own planet. Yeah. Good job. Well, that's literally the only thing she does in two movies is that. Pretty much. Um, so they decide they're going to, like, go ahead and try and free him. And they try and break out the place. Um held message for reason uh, so, <laughs> so yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> be careful with stuff like that ads because apparently like when Skeet started going off at the infinity bros at the same <laughs> just start deleting messages so just in case I'm still working out the new bot okay it's like it will pause stuff for me to check and it might delete stuff so just yeah. FYI we're still working the kinks out of him it's his first day he's he's doing it he's, just he's, go easy on him he's winning you know He's managing. <laughs> um, so yeah, they break out of there, which I'd like to point out, they break out of there by like Johnny like seducing this woman guard who he spoke with in one scene previously, and then it's built up that there's a connection between them, even though we've never seen a connection between them, apart from they're both good-looking, and that's enough. He's so defensive of you guys. Yes, like Skeet's just doing his job, he's trying to keep us safe. <laughs> Better than Nightbot. Nightbot did jack all. <laughs> no, I was like, I ain't touching that. You guys can do your own thing. You do your own thing. I'm going to sit over here. Get me another drink. Really? <laughs> I promise I'm a good guy. Skeet's what? Yeah, Skeet's. Leave the Infinity Bros alone, okay? Leave the Infinity Bros alone. They're friends. They're okay. They're allowed to be here. Um, But yeah, so we get the whole thing with Doom getting the board and it gives him unlimited power for like two minutes until yeah. they, like, they stop him and they stop him I don't even remember the build-up to how we get there. Like, something happens, they end up over Asia. Sue... It was sweet seeing him on the board, though. I'll, I'll yeah. be straight up. It was sweet. It would be. It's, like, it's a cool visual. Like, Doom's, as we yeah. said before, Doom's outfit doesn't look too bad, so it's a cool visual. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Johnny says, okay, I, I'll stop him. One of us can do it. And he takes the powers of everybody and goes and beats the crap out of Doom with it. So we're still working together to beat Doom, but it's all in one person this time. So it's different. Um, but the same <laughs> they then get the board back to the surfer and he says that he's you know he's turned over a new leaf and instead of setting up Silver Surfer to go off and do his own solo stuff and no longer being the Herald of Galactus and all the stuff that they set up in the comic and the TV shows and every other iteration of Galactus we see the Silver Surfer getting his board back and flying into space like okay he's going to confront Galactus head on we finally get to see what he looks like he's a cloud apparently because that's all we see 
we think it's going to go through the cloud and we're going to see the big ship and Galactus coming out of it and all his regalia and I'm like no here's a cloud Silver Surfer survived no he blows up he kills Galactus and himself which I'm like why didn't you just do that to save your planet yeah if you had that power like he made you use Kyrill haha <laughs> boom dead yeah why didn't you do that okay it's because of Jessica Alba dude okay well, it must be, because... <laughs> Tell me if you know, because I certainly don't. She comes back to life. She, yeah, because she was, Silver Surfer... You didn't know the Silver Surfer was Jesus? Apparently. He can bring people back from the dead. Like, She was dead. Yeah. And he blew D -D. He blew up dead. Galactus. Like It wasn't just like she's unconscious or she's... Hurt. No, they confirmed she's dead. And yeah. he blows up Galactus, and all of a sudden... <gasps> she's back just her not everybody else that's been killed and all this other stuff that's happened and all the destruction that Doom's caused and all the the stuff going on around the world that's through the world it's all Helter Skelter just yeah. her just her like good thing you look like the woman he used to bang because apparently that saved your life then that's literally the only reason you're alive right now <laughs> I want to think maybe he didn't know he was able to take Galactus by himself I'd like to think that, but then again, you were taking a big risk going to take him on when he's at the doorstep of this planet you'd really want to save. Because you're like, you could have literally went boom and it did nothing and you've just screwed everything up. You know, one thing I realized watching these two movies is that obviously Marvel is going to do their own take on the Fantastic Four. They're going to do their own take on Silver Surfer, Galactus, Doom and all that stuff. And it's just going to make it that much sweeter when they finally just nail it. Think of every other character that they've redone when they've gotten the rights back to them. Think of, like, think of like you know, like we talked about the first Spider-Man movies, and there's a good bit of nostalgia there. Um, Amazing Spider-Man's first one was all right, second one was awful. But think yeah. about how it was when Marvel finally got their hands on Spider-Man. Think about how it was when Marvel Netflix got their hands back on Daredevil. Oh man! Yeah. Compared to the Ben Affleck one, think about those things. Like, imagine what they'll do with full role of the Fantastic Four to make Doom who he actually is, to do a Galactus at his peak. And going back to, I think Infinity Bros said it a little earlier in the in the in the stream. I think uh, Doom is going to be like a next level, like Thanos level villain for MCU. Like he could span over like dozens of movies almost. Yeah. Daredevil on Netflix was awesome first yeah. few days I agree 100% absolutely it says maybe they wanted to warn other systems and possibly find others to join him to defeat him maybe it's a possibility but we'll never know he did he is dead and thankfully that franchise is never coming back yeah. I cannot wait for Marvel to get at least not for Fox this. yeah I know Marvel's going to do a phenomenal job on this um, I just, I want to say I can't wait it's going to be amazing but yeah, so last wrapping thoughts of this, we will not be doing Superman Returns today. This might turn into a freaking six-part series at this rate, because apparently we get through two yeah. to three movies if we're lucky. Yeah. I didn't realise how big of a rant we were going to go on about Fantastic Four, but apparently I have. Dude, I, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to fill two hours with this, but apparently we hate it so much, it's just yeah. ungodly. Like, dang, thank goodness we didn't talk about Fan Four Stick during this episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's, That's got to be its own episode. That's an episode in itself, 100%. I agree. We're going to take you step by what step. What went wrong it. with Fan Four Stick? Step by step Everything. through the movie, every single clip, every <laughs> single moment of the scene, like, here's what they did wrong in this scene, here's what they did yeah. wrong in this scene. Yeah. But yeah. You know. I I agree, Infinity Bros, I hope Charlie yes. Cox and 100%. Vincent D'Onofrio come yes. back. I need to if see... If they don't hire, if they don't rehire Vincent D'Onofrio for, for Kingpin, I need to see they Vincent, don't need to exist. I need to see Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie against Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That has Agreed. to be a thing. If not, yep. they are dropping the ball. 
You've already yep, proved that you'll bring people back. You brought back J.K. Simmons. You need to bring them back. Penny Bro's making fun of you there. It's so I know. fantastic. <laughs> Dude, that's my word, and it just so happens that we're talking about Fantastic Four stick. Or Fantastic. See? I'm all mixed up in the game. <laughs> I don't know what's going on today. All right, but, yeah, so last thoughts on um, on Rise of the Silver Surfer. I really liked the look. Oh, of yeah, sorry. Surfer. Wrap up the film. They got married at the end at last. Yay. Yeah. The movie's about a, a marriage, and it just got interrupted by a galactic deity, basically. I don't even know if How I'd dare call... you interrupt our marriage? I know. I don't even know if I'd call this better or worse than the, the previous one, to be honest. I'm like, it's, it's just as bad. It's just a continuation of how bad that first one is. Like, and I loved it when it first came out. I thought, Fantastic Four, awesome. We're getting more superhero movies. And then I grew up and went rewatched it. And wow, when the nostalgia goggles come off, it's like it's a whole other world. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, you were talking about the last line of Fan Force, like Infinity Bros. I agree. It's just. Awful. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. It's like, what did you say? <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. What did you say? And like, so we don't have to say the name of the thing. Get it? We're gritty and edgy, and we don't have to say that we're Fantastic Four. Uh, worst comic book movie line of all time yeah honestly because at this point I don't think there's been a good Fantastic Four movie so it kind of puts it at yeah. the bottom of the barrel at least at least some of the others as cringy as they can be like I enjoy them um, so yeah so I think that's kind of us for today on the Fantastic Four that seems to be our only one for today so I'm going to edit like our title and stuff when I upload this to YouTube because we didn't talk about Superman Returns um, but thank yeah, you for everyone that joined us for this today we do have one last major thing to do we uh -oh. are doing our giveaway today for those who are were subbed or Patreons for the channel. Um, up to the end of June, it's time for the giveaway. We are giving away this beautiful artwork. This is not the final. It's going to be higher res when we actually get it sent out to you. This was a low res one that Nitro sent me to get on the screen. Um, it's going to have all these different Batman on it. There's 30 Batman busts in full. Um, so yeah, Nitro's taking about an hour, hour plus per Batman to make this. Yeah, it's 16 uh, by 20 inches, so it is, it's it's pretty big. Yeah, so this is going to be a big bit of artwork, and he is going into other versions of Batman. He's going into multiverses, he's going into future. I mean, he's got different people like Dick Grayson and uh, Commissioner Gordon when they took on the Batsuit. We've got other alternate universe versions like Lego Batman, Batman McGaslight, Vampire Batman, Red Death, Batman Who Laughs got Azrael taking it over, White Lantern and Green Lantern Batman, Batman and Beyond, the animated Batman, original Batman, Batflex in there, like, I mean, he has gone all out getting these Batman together for this, this is, uh, Nitro nailed it though, you can sum, uh, Superman Returns, uh, Superman Returns up with one, maybe two words, boring and forgettable, it really is, if you want to see Brandon Routh, it's a great Superman, Crisis on Infinite Earth, he's the only thing worth watching it for that, for me, Superman Returns is forgettable. Yeah. Um, so we are actually going to do this giveaway and I actually have a special thing to do this with because I can Google and I can find stuff like this we have a giveaway wheel uh oh with the names of our subs and our um, Patreons who were subbed and Patreoned by the end of last month one of y'all is going to win Yo. this you going to say something bro? no I was just I'm, I'm the hype man right now. Oh, you're the hype man? Okay. All right, so I'm going to click this. It's going to spin it, and we'll find it who's won. I have no idea who's going to win. I've like I've tried this out a few times, and it's random. It keeps going to different people. So I'm glad of that, because it's not going to be like a definitive person I know is winning this. So ready? Here we go. Three, two, one. 
And our winner is... The Infinity Bros. What? Infinity Bros, you have won. You have gone ahead and won that amazing piece of Batman artwork. And we will reach out to you online for that. Isaac, I'm telling you right now. You <laughs> entered both Infinity Bros and yourself. So you need to talk to the other Infinity Bros. And you're going to need to work it out amongst the six of you who gets this. That's not our job. This is not just a for you thing. This is going to be for all of you all. So I don't know if one of you wants to put it up in your set or something like that for when you're streaming or whatever. I'm bummed it wasn't my personal account. No, exactly. If it was your personal account, you'd have got it. But this is to the whole Infinity Bros. So six of y'all can fight over it. That's not our job. Our job is just to make the thing. So congratulations to them. And thank you for everyone who subbed and who was Patreoned yeah. and have fight to the death. Yeah, it's going to be an Infinity Bro at the end of this. Sort of. <laughs> Um, thank you for everyone that subbed and was a Patreon to this and wanted to be part of this giveaway. Uh, I absolutely appreciate it, all the love and yeah. support from you guys. And uh, we'll try to put we could try to put this on my our, our Teespring. We could try to put this on our Teespring as well. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll look at trying to get this up and make it available for purchase at a later date. We're not going to do it right away. Obviously, we want to give away to have been for a while. And yeah. um, obviously, what you get off of the Teespring store is probably going to just be a poster. Yep. version of it so like but hey I've, I've done that with posters I've like put them in a frame and hung them up you know you can see some in Nitro's background or just like posters that he's hung up so and um, we can make it available like that if other people are still wanting it but the actual proper like picture that Nitro's putting together it officially goes to the Infinity Bros so thank you for everyone who's part of that and of course we'll keep doing more giveaways as we go I'm sure Nitro will do more artwork we'll do more giveaway of our other stuff so but thank you for everyone who took part in that and yeah thanks built guys. it up um, it. so if you missed any part of the show or the previous part of this or any of our other broadcasts make sure to go and check us out on youtube go ahead and watch our videos drop us a sub on there as well help our youtube channel to grow it's literally just the stuff that you see here but it's all archived so getting that built up would be nice as well and just a side note, we really appreciate everybody jumping in the chat. That helps our that helps our um, our streams just be a lot more dynamic. Yeah, so really even if you can't watch, even if you're just lurking, there yeah. is now a lurk command as well. So if you want to pop in and just let us know, hey, I'm here to support you, but I can only lurk, you can throw that in. It says such and such is currently lurking. They step back and observe quietly from the shadows. And <laughs> um, so you can go ahead and do that and support us for lurking as well. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Let us know you're here and support. And just leave this open even if you can't catch it all at the time. It just it helps us get more viewers, it helps us get boosted on Twitch and helps the channel grow. And um, also liking us on social media is a massive help as well on sharing us. So go ahead, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, like us on Instagram. If you've not done that already, we absolutely appreciate those numbers are growing as well and sharing us on those platforms helps us to grow. Um, also last links I want to throw in our sponsor our Patreon, our Teespring go ahead and check those out to support the channel um, and I think we're going to end with a raid today, I think let's let's go to Twitch and see, see who's on, I don't even know who's on a Sunday now who are we going to raid let me refresh the Twitch pages let's see, if anyone's got anyone to raid that they know about that they like watching, give us a shout out, we might who is on today That's the one thing. There's not that many people that like that are actually on at this time. Oh, you know who we could raid? We could go raid Bob. Bob, who Let's was in our giveaway there, he was actually on there. Um, Bob's he's a racer. And um, he's also um, sponsored by our same sponsor. 
Um, so I think we'll go over there and we'll drop Bob a raid. Um, just oh. FYI, we we try to stay family friendly content. Bob doesn't he because um, it's on stream and stuff like that. So if that's something you're not okay with, just FYI, so you're aware of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's go and let's go and drop Bob a, a raid. Let me. I'm still getting used to this. Shut up! I know you're all staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. <laughs> All right, guys, but thank you all for joining us. Have an absolutely amazing day. Go and give um, a follow and some love to Bob Thracer. He's a phenomenal guy. He's been a massive supporter of the channel. Um, he's been here with us pretty much since the get-go, so go and give him some love as well. And thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you all next week. Remember as well, um, in two weeks' time, we are also talking with Dr. Baron Bell um, about his book, Dominion. Um, I posted the stuff on social media and stuff as well, so go and check it out. Check him out on social media and give him some love. Um, a great episode, guys. It was fun hanging out with them. Yeah, thank you so Thanks. much, guys. Later, guys. Awesome. Really great. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for everyone that enjoyed. We're going to head over to Bob, but you guys all have an amazing week. And we will see you um, next week at 2 o'clock. Take care. See you guys. Excel. Thanks again.